0: I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle.
1: Hello, this is Dan of the Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars podcast, the official GrimFest podcast of 2021. And we are here today with AJ Bowen, star and co-producer of Night Drive. Welcome to the show, AJ. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's our pleasure. So is this your first GrimFest experience?
2: It's it's my first GrimFest experience. It's my first Manchester experience. It's my first United Kingdom experience. Wow, that's a lot. As a matter of fact, it, it bears noting, I have to mention that when I heard that uh, the movie was playing GrimFest, I mean, I was already familiar with GrimFest. I've been really mm. fortunate that a lot of the movies that I've worked on have, or contributed to, have, have mm. played the UK. And not only that, um, culturally, you know, it's, it's sometimes strange to be an American and stuck in the United States for the majority of it and, have, and be an artist. Uh, yeah. Because my, the movies that I've worked on have played really well in places that are not the United States. And what, and what I mean by that is, I don't, I don't even mean financially, I just mean that, um, like for example, as an American, American music is fine, but I've always been an Anglophile. Yeah. With everything, since I was a child, just naturally, all of my family heritage is from here. And so it always has felt like a place that was home that I had just been away from. And so a big bucket list for me with getting to make movies was hoping to get to travel. But then what ended up happening was I got to make a lot of movies, but they were all in the States and I never traveled uh, anywhere with these movies. So I had a bunch of them play Fright Fest and I had movies, a bunch of them play here. Of course. And um, I would meet the guys that ran the festivals, Mm. but I would meet them at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas or Toronto, you know, somewhere. So I heard um, I I had messaged Paul McAvoy at Fright Fest and I was like, you fucker, you didn't tell me that. that Night Drive was playing there. And, and I've produced almost all of the movies that I've worked on, but mm. it's usually a more of a behind-the-scenes thing. I've been a mm. producer on them. But this is more, like, I'm very involved with this film. Yeah, it's a much more and,
1: personal film for you.
2: Yeah, we're really... And it's a, it's a very tight-knit group. I'm very close to these people, not because we make movies. We make movies because we're really close to one another. And so um, as soon as I... I, you know, I complained to my collaborators. I was, we were all pissed. We were like, why didn't anybody tell us that it was playing Fright Fest? Yeah. Um, and it, and it was more troublesome because, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so we're like, yeah, no one's going to, no one's going to bring anybody to this. Um, so I straight up went to the Grim Fest website, contact us. I clicked on it, info at Grim Fest. And I, I just emailed and I was like, Hey guys, I love your fest. <laughs> You're playing my film. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, if there's anything that I can do for you guys, please let me know. And that began a correspondence with uh, with Simeon and with Rachel. And, of course, yeah. And, um, and eventually... Uh, and we, we just talked back and forth, and I was like, "No, I understand that that you guys probably aren't having people out, but if yeah, you need yeah. me to do anything, any zooms, any you know, just let me know. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. I love the UK. Did they um, did
1: they think maybe that you, this was like it was like a joke or a
2: scam or something? Did they think initially? I, I don't know because they just got a random from you know <laughs> with my email and my email address has my name in it, of so course. you know, and my production company." And so uh, I'm, they probably were like, "What the fuck is normal town pictures?" <laughs> um, and they I, I mean, I don't know because I never have any sense like I said like I, I'm also a dad and I've got a mm. seven year old at home, so that's what I do. yeah, and so I don't know I'm completely detached from any sense of culture other than like I'm showing my kids universal movies and um, I globally you know i don't I don't do a ton of traveling um, because I stay at home and if i'm not making movies i'm i'm doing the dad thing and um so i just expected them to not you know who aj like they'd be like some yeah. some dickhead named aj <laughs> is emailing us and and i did qualify i was like i'm in a movie that's By playing at your fest <laughs> i i've i've been in some movies that have played your fest and i really want to be there what well, let's let's work it out yeah and so that began a correspondence and uh and you know i didn't think it was going to work out um yeah, but course. still was going to send stuff and you know talk and and then i got an email saying, "Hey, do you have a passport?" And I jumped up and ran into my wife's <laughs> office and was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" They asked me if I have a passport, and so I pulled my passport out and saw that it was expired. I was like, ah.
1: "No." <laughs>
2: so that was a whole process getting mm. over here. Um, but yeah, it was a big. It's a big deal for me. Huge. And I can, I tried to impress that upon him, like how big of a deal it is to me personally to finally get to be here, to finally get to be in the UK in general. Yeah. Um, Without sounding too precious about it, like my people, like I just the sensibility is. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of a freak when I'm in the United States. I'm kind of a freak. You feel a lot. Especially where I grew up in Georgia, you know, sort of a a very backwards place for a kid that wants to make horror films from the age of six. (laughs) I knew what I wanted to do then. Yeah. And so it was a bit, it was a it was a bit of an uncomfortable adolescence.
1: <laughs> we, we have discussed this. So we have a few American guests that have you know have some heritage with the yeah. UK. So it's really nice that you know you're being drawn back in. Yeah, I you know, back I know. It's like
2: there's nothing there's nothing here that's stressful to me. Like the, <laughs> the the people that are wasted. Like when we were walking back to the hotel last yeah. night after the screening, the, seeing all of the young love dying on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I Facetimed my wife, that's and I was a- like, I saw the beginning of our relationship twenty-five times <laughs> on this ten-minute walk. It was beautiful. Well, uh, that's uh, that's very
1: in line with a lot of the the Manchester kind of music that comes from this, you know. Uh. Yeah,
2: no, I know. And I was like Manchester. I was like, the, the music is the music is my life from here. Like, and so it was just. And then of course they started doing Ted Lasso and I was like, you fuckers, like, I know they make this movie in the UK, I know they shoot this by Heathrow and they're playing Man City. Oh. This isn't cool, Like, I, I need to be on this, what the fuck's <laughs> wrong on Yeah, uh,
1: So uh, let's talk about Night Drive specifically. You don't want to
2: talk about Ted Lasso?
1: Um, I mean, we can
2: if <laughs> no, you like. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, so do I. I actually was concerned that, I, I was concerned to tell anyone here, I was like, is it too of an American thing yeah. for me to be like, I love Ted Lasso? <laughs> Would you rather? Do you want to talk about love actually instead? We can talk about love actually. You hate love actually. There you go.
1: There you go. I, I kind of agree with him, apart from the the Emma Thomas bit. Uh, that's that's the only bit. The bit where she cries, Alan Rickman doesn't go. Yeah, you're like, I like tears. That's I, my I that's like my favorite. Bit. Tears,
2: but everything else. Is, <laughs> it's English tears are so rare, so bitter, <laughs> so, so <a> unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's night drive. Hard, it's hard over here. But yes,
1: night drive. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about that and your involvement.
2: Uh, yeah. So um, the guys that I made this movie with, we met because of a mutual friend, um, Don Coscarelli. Um, oh, a Phantasm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Brad, the guy that direct, one of the directors of, of Night Drive, Brad produced John Dies at the end, and we were at South by. Well, actually, Don and I were were staying together, mm. um, not romantically, but <laughs> we were staying together for that film festival. Mm. And he wanted; he was like, "I want you to meet my producer on this movie. He's a great dude." And we met, and instantly. The reason I mention it is because we. um started discussing you know like with horror people when when we're when you find another one that's real mm. it's easy to find people and I'm not trying to talk shit, but like no, sure. people that are that are in it to get to somewhere else, yeah, um, yeah, they
1: want to leave the horror genre behind they're like it's this like is where I can stone. work, yeah, this yeah. is
2: where I can work and and I don't when I was younger, I used to rail on that against that, but i I get it now yeah. I'm older, I get it it's not for everybody um that wasn't my journey, and so there are specific things that you know that you're drawn into when when other people start talking that's how i started working with ty west we just started discussing course, teen yeah. wolf and iron <laughs> eagle and how seriously in love with these movies we were how we thought they were high art you know, yeah, like, i mean i mean and in, in in some circles definitely yeah I, I love Teen wolf yeah and we were discussing specific shots yeah. and that's and that's how i ended up being in house of the devil <laughs> and with brad we started discussing the opening of halloween four Mm. And how I think that Halloween Four is so wildly underrated. Absolutely, um, I agree. I think it's a, just a ridiculously solid movie. Mm. Are you, you're making a face right now? No, we, we were literally talking about
1: this. We Halloween were, Four. We would. We would Dwight Little,
2: man. I'm like, why didn't? There, there should've been a repeat performer because, yes, there's some stuff that was a little bit goofy, but like, but compared to the series, yeah. At that point, like, it was. I just thought also the blown out opening of it. And knowing the geography of America as well as I do, they shot that in Utah, which is pretty much a desert. And they still made it look like that. It was just like that sort of blown out, desolate. Like you can see that like this town didn't do well after what happened 10 yeah. years before. And um, I loved the aesthetics of that film. And I loved... Um, I'm curious to see the new one because, yeah. because with the last one, they... While also sort of rejecting the time, the various timelines, they clearly cherry picked. They have moments. the masks.
1: They have the masks from Halloween Three in it. they still have the Shamrock masks. Yeah, That's and it was clear yeah. that they
2: picked moments, beats. It looked like they picked some Thorn stuff with, with uh, Doctor Sartain. You know, like yeah, they, yeah. It was clear that they were. That they were choosing some moments, some mm. highlights from the franchise. So with the new one, it I was like, oh, okay, Mob Justice. They're doing Halloween Four. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I loved that tra- that truck sequence when yeah. he gets in there and dispatches like four people. One of them happened to be no- driving.
1: Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody realizes. No, and then they turn around and look, at they <laughs> like,
2: oh no, and then they're gone. <laughs> um, I love Halloween Four. And Brad and I were, I'm sorry, I'm, I get off topic easily. No, go. So Brad and I were discussing from a real art place of art. Because uh, a lot of times people think that our genre, that people don't know how to make movies or they don't have a curiosity about the technical filmmaking mm. part. And I tell people all the time, I, I would just, if I didn't care about the cinema part, I would just be a stand-up comic or I, I would do plays. Like, <laughs> I, I care desperately about the visual aesthetic of a film and the, and the art direction. And I care about the photography and, and that it, it's cinematic. Like with Night Drive, it was really important to us. There's not, there's not handheld photography in it. We wanted to have a classical, because these type of movies that live inside of cars most of the time, they're always gorilla handheld back and forth, and that's out of necessity. But we wanted it to be more classical. We had to figure out, it took us a long time to make it, because we had to build from scratch rigs and learn about what would work for us, because I did the driving practically in the movie. Mm. So I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard in L.A. acting. We had to figure out how to do it in a way that we could sort of hide it, so that we could shoot guerrilla style without permits mm. while also having it still look cinematic yeah, of course. and so Brad and I um, he said he was getting ready to make a movie and uh, and there was a part that he would love for me to take a look at and I said yes and we discussed it and we got Barbara on board um, and that was a movie called Dead Night and we had a wonderful time making it and working with people that have that share the same type of subgenre love yeah. that we had and that came and went and they, Megan, the writer of, of Night Drive, was the editor of Dead Night. And she was on location with us in Lake Tahoe while we were making the movie. And I, so I already knew that she was a writer. And they told me, that, you know that, what do you think about making a very micro, on our own terms, kind of a movie? Because part of the reason that we stay in the indie world is that we don't... I'd rather make something than be waiting for money to hope to get to you know i'm a blue i was raised a blue collar kid teamster family my dad was a truck driver and he was a marine before that so it was like well what do we have let's go make it with what we have like i'm prepared to shoot a movie on an iphone if i have to yeah. if i'm compelled to tell a story it would be great to have money to do that but it's not going to get in the way of getting the movie done yeah. and we all share that sensibility and so megan delivered the script and it, the part was written for me and i i knew that because there were going to be like five of us telling the story Total that I knew that I was going to be a producer on it and uh, and I have a lot of experience with the car stuff of course. Um, And we wanted to make something that captured what we saw as the identity of Los Angeles because there's so much sprawl It's so spread out and it's missing in a lot of movies We wanted to show what we thought was like really Los Angeles mm-hmm. not like the rich people version of LA not the Hollywood Hills mm-hmm. Which is funny because that's where Brad lives <laughs> um, but not where I live. But, um, but Brad's got that Marvel Disney money. I'm doing all the, the Mandalorian stuff. Um, but we wanted to show that. So the idea was no bosses. No money, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to go figure out how to do this on our own. I mean, own. that's
1: very much like Don Coscarelli, who's, you know, yeah. he's, he's the low budget king, basically. You know, he comes up with all these ideas of, yeah. of how to make those, it, just the film look as beautiful and as interesting as possible.
2: Yeah. And again, like, I think uh, Don's an icon. Oh, absolutely. And I tell him that all the time. And he's like, no, people don't like the movies. And I'm like, no, Don, you're a genius. And everybody thinks that you're a genius. I and mean, I have you seen
1: Beastmaster?
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I told him that I wanted, What what's the it's survival quest Ah, that yeah, yeah. Movie, uh,
1: lance Henriksen.
2: I, yeah yeah he's in so it, yeah. i i'm telling don all the time i'm like don if you ever want to remake one of your properties i'm getting old so i think that i can play i can't play one of the kids but i can definitely play the crazy old counselor let's do survival quest please i'm getting into lance Henriksen age like let's do it and he's just like, nobody likes that movie and i'm like i do I don't care. Doesn't if matter. Owns Doesn't that. matter. I love it. Yeah. I love that movie. It's fucking awesome. Exactly.
1: It's all, you know, all, today is all about sequels and remakes and reboots. So it's you know, it's prime prime That's what time I told for that. Him. I'm like, do Let's it. do it.
2: That or I, that or I'll do Mark. I'll will do a lot of P ninety X, and yeah. I'll, I'm ready to do Mark Singer. I I'm, I can still pull off Mark Singer from Beastmaster. Let's do it. <laughs> I can for sure, do that. I know I can. Do it. Give me do a loincloth. cloth. I'm there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you could still make it, but you could you know give a give a credit to Don, but it could be an original tale, maybe something like that.
2: No, I've got to have Don. No, it has it. to be Survivor. Press. I want Don to have to spend a lot of time with me standing around in the wine <laughs> <car. laughs> Otherwise, it's not worth it.
1: Well, before we go, I'll just let Dennis ask one question because I'm sure he's dies. He's so excited. No, no, no. I, 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 no, he's happy. I like
2: being in the background.
3: Yeah,
1: I like he's, being in the background. He's the, he's the behind too. the scenes man. Yeah, like he's he's the schmoozer. I'm the am te- the tech guy.
4: What's your favorite horror movie?
2: Oh, what a dick question! So such so, such a terrible question to ask me. Um, honestly. Um, And, you know, like any of us that get asked this question, I guarantee that if I ask you the question, you'll have a quick answer. And then 90 minutes later, not because of me, you'll start getting angry at yourself. And going, (laughs) fuck, that's not how I feel right now. There were five other movies I could have said, and I didn't mention it. And this isn't cool. So I've told people before that Bob Clark's Black Christmas is a super major one for me. Um, I think it's legitimately one of the most innovative um, other than Psycho, I, I would put it, I, I, you have to give Psycho credit for, for birthing the modern slasher, mm. but the lens through which that was further interpreted. Yeah. Hands down it has to be Black Christmas. I mean, we, obviously, when you I showed it to somebody and they were like, this is a rip off of Halloween. I'm like, did you see when this movie was made? Boo. boo. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds like we then have to get into a fight about Halloween. And I yeah. love that film, too. But
1: we, we in fact, we did a, a discussion of the origins of the slashers on genre on the podcast. and yeah. We talked about uh, we talked about Bay of Blood. We yeah. talked about Halloween. We talked about Psycho, uh, Peeping Tom. Uh, and of course uh, Black Christmas and I think Black Christmas was our favourite out of all of them well it
2: it takes the camera it takes the perspective of the killer which was a new thing Mm -hmm. Um, and and I it just was done there was so much care done with it it's a subversive film, it's a progressive film and it's still, it's crazy that it's still progressive
4: well
2: Well, that's the thing my thesis in college was discussing Bob Clark uh, I'm so grateful. Well, the best things about making horror films as a career is that I got to meet like all of the people I grew up watching that made me want to make them, and um, and I got to meet Bob Clark before really? he passed away at a screening. Because in LA every year at the Newbev, they used to, they still do, they play Black Christmas, and he would come out every year. And that year, he came out, Olivia came out, John Saxon came out. Wow, they were all there, and so I got to ask him some questions. But my thesis in college was comparing was talking about aesthetic and art direction. And I used Bob Clark as an example for these things achieving tone and, and compared the bookends of Black Christmas to the bookends of a Christmas story. Because the same uh, guy, but one's a yeah. family film and one's a horror. And you can see the diffused light, the use of color, how crisp the photography is in Black Christmas, how there's no music, it's just the sound of the wind. And it, just those art choices completely define the universe that you're going to be in for the next 90 minutes. And he did the same thing with The Christmas Story.
4: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah and
2: for me, it kind of, that's the first pure slasher movie because all the
4: tropes that followed are in that movie. Absolutely. So, I, so I, Hall- I mean. Halloween rammed up to 11. Yeah. But for me, that's that's the, the yeah. first. Because we discussed that anyway. It's, it's my, we I do. think that is the first slasher movie. And,
2: and for people that, you know, like I've done a lot of movies that are like slow burn. And for some people, that's a problem. It's not for me. I love the atmosphere. And so of course, Black Christmas, the pacing of it is not going to be an issue for me. No. I love living with all of the characters. I love the stuff that looks sort of like sort of goofs. I, I love the subgenre of Canadian horror. Yeah, There's yeah. a tone. It's just like U.K. for me. It's just like and similarly from a few years back, you know, a lot of Norwegian genre stuff, where they care about the technical aspects of filmmaking like watching Rare Exports. I was like, oh, I'm seeing an Amblin. Oh, yeah, what a film. This is an Amblin film from when I was a kid, yeah. you know.
1: Also a film we've covered on this podcast as well. Wonderful
2: film. Yeah, amazing. And so these cultures of cinema and Black Christmas that ushering like visiting hours, like all of that Canadian horror stuff from that decade are are phenomenal for me at exploitation or yeah. whatever they call it. Um, so I always say Black Christmas, um, but also the one that probably most profoundly impacted me becoming a horror filmmaker is uh jason lives because when i, I grew up in georgia and that's true it's a true story
4: we, we should hang out more
1: yeah we just you, say you're, now you're, we're you're, all you're doing now is describing episodes on the podcast we've already
2: okay, done <laughs> okay so, so jason lives um so I'm I'm gonna be 44 in December, and I'm I'm saying that so that I can give like where I was in like the summer of '85. I'm
4: 43. Okay. So, yeah. so
2: my best friend and I went to scout camp at this camp, um, Camp Daniel Morgan, in in Georgia, um, and we got there, and it didn't look quite like a normal camp. It did, but this is our generation. They still in America, at least, they still went away to camp. They didn't have summer camp like my daughter does, which is. I drop her off at 8 a.m. and I pick her up at 3 p.m. That, that's not much of a break for me. I'd rather go sleep away camp. <laughs> but I also don't want her meeting Angela, so like, quite yet, I need some time. So we'll wait on that. But like, we went to this camp and the sun went down and that's when we discovered it was all of us sleeping in, in tents, permanent tents, you know, canvas tents mm-hmm. like look like military, like World War II era <laughs> tents, pup tents. Um, so we're in them and I hear someone screaming and we look out the flap, of the tent and I see a guy in a hockey mask. And of course I lose my shit and terrified because I'm a little too young to appreciate Voorhees totally. I knew who he was but I grew up in a religious home and so I wasn't allowed to watch horror Mm. films. My best friend was however and so like I'd already seen Halloween I just had to watch them all at his place. So that's when we learned that they had just wrapped filming Jason Lives at this camp. So I was at camp three weeks, two weeks after they finished shooting Jason Lives there so and i so every time i go back to Georgia, we've been in la for 17 years so every time i go back to georgia to see family i take a day and i go to that camp and i walk around because it still looks like lake forest green like it still looks exactly like that it's well maintained it's a state run camp and so jason lives if i'm having a bad day i've got it dvr'd in my bedroom which probably bothers my wife, but like <laughs> we very rarely have the TV on in there. Um, but if I can't sleep, Jason Lives comes on. If I had a great day, Jason Lives goes on. It's just my number one comfort movie of any genre. J- Jason Lives is my wife's favorite horror movie. It's a phenomenal um, I I'm not, I have filmic reasons. Like yeah, I, I'm I name I, dropping like crazy here, no, but you know, like I'm go, really go. good friends. Uh, Fred Decker's a really good friend of mine, and we were at a charity event a few years back in Los Angeles at Dark Delicacies um, for a hurricane relief in the States. And he said, I, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, what do we that Because he'd already let me like borrow the amulet for a, a couple of weeks from Monster Squad. and He knew that I was a big fan of everything, but he also knows how much I care about Jason Lives. So it was this strange moment where he's like, I just turn around and Tom McLaughlin was there. He had told Tom about how I was like an ultimate fan and how I had gotten into arguments with people about why I think that it's actually just a brilliant film period. Like, I don't need an asterisk. I'm not going to qualify. Like, there's just some really innovative filmic work that Tom does. And despite having to have had multiple Jasons, I was like, look, Tom. The first thing I told Tom was I was like, Tom, you did Scream like 10 years before Wes did. This is self-referential, but it's still scary. You know, like Ed and and you put kids at a summer camp in a Friday the 13th movie. Who knew you could even do that? And, and, and no one got naked. And, and here's another thing. All of the characters were likable, except for that one really angry gentleman that was in the survival game, and he got dealt with really fast. Yeah. But like everybody else I, I, was really likable. That's
4: one of my favorite scenes when he's walking through that.
2: It's wonderful to see it's Jason great. not know at the beginning that he's supernatural. That's another yeah. thing I, I asked, because I, Tom's a puppeteer. Um, I was like, is, was this a choice... Or was this an actor choice? Because I know that multiple people play Jason. I have some issues with that. Was this a direction? And he's like, no, what I wanted to see was like, what if someone thought they were a person still, but they were actually Frankenstein's monster and they have no self-awareness about their power. So like when he rips that guy's arm off, that shot where he just turns and looks at it, and he's extremely confused. But to me, it's also very much like a... Like a Schwarzenegger Terminator moment, like T2 moment where he's like, where he just realizes, you know, I I can do this. It's like, it's like Neo, you know, like I know Kung Fu, like he just realizes there's things he can do that he couldn't do before. Yeah, uh, and he's likely to build the kills up as well to get yeah. better and better and better. Yeah, he gets yep. shot with a paintball gun. He has no idea what that is yeah, and yeah. expects that he has to fall down for a minute. Yeah.
4: <laughs> folding somebody in half. And That's he looks. My up, favorite. I like the folding in half. Yeah, guys, the, uh, the sheriff. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, a wonderful character arc for that guy starts yeah. off a prick. Yeah, yeah. And you end up totally, you understand exactly why he does what you're like. Ah, oh, he's got to yeah, go out and save his kid. Yeah. And then you're like, he's 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 a little squirrely dude, and he's he's hitting Jason. But then it, Jason reaches a point where he's like. We've done the, I, she's your daughter, so I wanted you to look cool, but now I've got to bend you in half. I've got to fold you in half and put you in a suitcase.
4: No, it's great. Like, my, my food, like, Exorcist.
2: Yeah. Just because it has such a
4: profound effect on me when I saw it. The Changeling. Yeah. Because it's slow burner and it's it's just really, really good. And uh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. was are my three. Took my, my daughter to one. see
2: that with Fred. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Phenomenal Very movie. Nice.
4: It's, it's, it's what I'm, I'm teaching my daughter. Sit here. Like, watch
2: all these films. Yeah. It's, this is what you need to know. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Sorry.
1: I guess I have to do three now, don't I? Yes, uh, I love Reanimator, yeah. uh, the West Reanimate. Uh, Did
2: you get to hang out with Barbara
1: when she came? I wasn't here, I'm afraid. <laughs> so good it. I'm so, so good to it. Cause she I smells
2: love... so good in person. <laughs> you missed out.
1: Well, we did, I did a list with a friend of mine, uh, Rasheen. We did a list of our top five screen queens. And Barbara Crampton was definitely on my list,
2: 100%. Nice. Loved nice. it a bit. Chopping Mall and yeah. uh, Castle Freak, all she that stuff. She didn't know but... that anybody had seen Chopping Mall. And that's the one I really, when we were doing Your Next, that's the one I freaked out on her about. <laughs> I was like, I love it. She was like, were you serious? <laughs> and I was like, hell yes, I fucking love Chopping Mall. Yeah, nothing wrong with Chopping Mall. <laughs> I did a commentary for that, for Dread <laughs> Central, like 13, 14 years ago, before it had been reissued, and before anyone talking about it i was just shit hammered. Oh, like yeah. was one of the best movies ever made <laughs> and here's why i think so i don't know if you guys have ever heard barbara crampton but she's amazing it's a very brief role in this kelly maroney chef's kiss oh, great. night of the comet oh. chef's kiss
1: i'm actually we're actually covering night of the comet this christmas on the oh, podcast wonderful. so i can't wait for that another one. perfect movie uh yeah I've just, Sorry, i just yeah I, halloween I halloween's a good one and oh let's see evil dead 2. Evil there too. too. I'm, I'm very much. I'm a big fan of like comedy within the horror, and that finding so that I. that balance. And when you get that perfect, it's just superb. So am I.
2: I like it when it's funny and still also scary. You know. Mm.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think. And again, if you, if if it's like a seventy percent, thirty percent, it's not going to work. No, it's not really going to work. It's either be too funny or it's too scary. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and then and then some of the deaths are really unpleasant. Yeah. You know, like they did. Part of the reason that I I knew that Wingard was going to be big was that. He somehow made us care that Joe Swanberg, of all people, was being murdered. <laughs> made me feel bad about it, and I love watching Joe get killed in movies. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's just so terrible." That's just the way that they shot that was was great. Well, uh, this has been great chatting. We've
1: not talked much about Night Drive. But
2: it's I, a movie. You can watch it. It's no big deal. There you it's go. It's not That's as sh- good as Jason Lives, I'll tell you no, that. No, exactly. What?
1: <laughs> go watch that first. Uh. Yeah.
2: And then if you still have an interest in it, it's, it's brief. Well, the other thing I can say, it's brief. It's brief. Yeah, just yeah. Spend 88 minutes of your life. You can watch it or not. I will be okay either way.
1: If, you know, if you can't tell a decent story in, you know, 18 90 minutes, you know what you're doing? You're doing something wrong maybe.
2: Yeah. It seems like there's plenty of time.
1: but it is it is on this weekend. It's going to be streaming next week as of Thursday, I believe, on yeah, I the Grimfest streaming. Yeah. So if you do miss it this weekend, you can see it. Um, but yeah, check it out. Uh, thank you very much AJ. This has Thanks been for fantastic. Me awesome Our pleasure. Cheers. This is Spider Dan and the Secret Wars podcast, the official podcast of Grimfest, and we are here with the cast. Almost feels like almost everybody involved in the film. Of when the screaming starts, is a big, big party. It's a podcast party. Uh, yes. So we're just going to go around. If you'd just like to introduce yourself and uh, your role in your film.
0: So my name is Connor Baru. I am the director, co-writer and one of the producers. Hello there, I'm Stuart
4: Vincent and I play Terry.
5: I am Octavia Gilmore and I play Amy and I'm one of the executive producers.
6: Hi, I'm Ed Hartland and I'm co-writer, producer and I play Aidan
7: in the film. Hi, I'm Dom Lenoir, I'm one of the producers, uh, also cinema customer number one
0: and this is Richard the Cat. Stuff I th- cat. I think you're cinema guy number two. Actually, yeah, I'm one. Oh, I, thought, I, for one. Yeah, I right.
7: thought for number one. I fault for that.
0: He knows his role. Yeah. It's a very, very important
7: role he plays. Um, so, guys, I just want to ask you about, first of all, how are you finding Grimfest? Uh, it's been an amazing experience, uh, and we've been incredibly looked after by the, the Grimfest uh, team. We're not, we're not being paid to say that. Uh, <laughs> they've fed us well. They've you know, carried us around, not, not physically. Um, <laughs> and they've taken us to axe throwing. We've gone out for food it's been like a really nice experience uh, and a very sort of homely feel to the festival and the fans have been very good as well uh, the signing was great
0: people have been very friendly um, and the screenings we had some great laughs. Yeah absolutely um, this is our first time at Grimfest and whenever you travel outside of your home city we're all mostly London based you just don't know who's going to turn up you know we tried to bring half the team down with us but you know we had a great turnout so really really chuffed to see so many people there and Hopefully they they seem to enjoy the film.
1: Now you're just dealing with all this mad Northerners. That's what it is. Got to deal with all this. Go, go, it gets a bit grim up north uh, with all these gremlins, as we call them. Um, but yeah, uh, so tell us a little bit about the film and what's it, what the kind of influences were. And because uh, you guys seem to be all wearing a lot of hats in this film, so it seems like a very kind of personal project. So
6: again, uh, tell us a little bit about that. When the screaming starts is a. a- Comedy horror mockumentary about an aspiring serial killer and the documentarian who follows his journey. I think someone described it to us as Louis Theroux Weird Weekend with the Manson family, and that <laughs> that feels right to me. That's the
0: kind of ballpark we're talking about. Ed originally uh, approached me with the idea. I think you were watching the uh, Ted Bundy tapes at the time. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, good documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, from what legend has it that Ed was appalled by what he was seeing but couldn't couldn't look away so uh he started to question what that said about him what he said about us and um that, that started the whole thing off really
6: yeah kind of took that to took that to connor uh, took the idea to him and um yeah he really pushed this idea of of ambition and you know how far we'll go to pursue our goals and uh, taking that as like a something that everyone can relate to but these characters have slightly more murderous ambitions and yeah we just kind of worked together on the scripts for what
0: like a felt like a year <laughs> probably well, it wasn't far off you know a- working it around various other projects and jobs yeah. and whatnot so yeah it was it was a long time in, in the works
1: probably
0: speaking to my microphone I'm,
1: I'm trained in this uh i should probably know what to do with uh with podcasting um but maybe tell us a bit about your parts in the film and, and your role specifically
5: so I play Amy, and Amy is one of the family recruits when Aidan and Claire decide they're going to uh, create a Manson-style family, really start a cult to help Aidan on his serial killer journey. And Amy, I would say, is the only recruit with real experience. She's uh, previously burnt down her, her school uh, so she's, she's experienced in, in some dark things and she was a really fun character to play uh, because she's very vengeful uh, and she just has a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and I also got to look completely different. Uh, so that's really helpful to get into the role. I had a short pixie cut, deep red hair, and uh, just look totally different so the transformation was a really fun part of being in this film
4: so my character Terry aka Tezza, Um I'm just there for the laughs that's <laughs> it I'm there for the bands. Uh stumbled across a party like she looks like a good party I see Amy I like it and uh, that's all I can really say about my character
1: <laughs> it's always great to have you Stu <laughs> Sounds like such a likeable character as well, Very one you can identify with. <laughs> yeah,
8: I, I,
4: I, I am. I am a very likeable character. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a, I, I well, co-own a fish store, so that's, that's it, yeah. And uh, do you guys have any kind of projects coming up that you're already working on, or are you working together again? Are you looking forward to that, or would you rather just go your separate ways?
3: <laughs>
0: separate ways, the latter. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... Uh, us guys, we, we work together a lot, have done in the past, and hopefully will again. I mean, we've got numerous projects, um, some together, some separate, like myself and Ed are working on something. I know Octavia and Ed are working on a project. Yeah,
6: we've got a, a horror inflected dark comedy thriller. I think that's how we're yeah. describing it. And yes, we are working on another script, Connor. You yes. do not have a choice.
0: I, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got some stuff in the pipeline, various stages. I mean, no Dom. Dom's just yeah. wrapped a project. I'm, I've just uh, finished the first block of a film called The
7: Unreason, which is with the Shakespeare sister producers. Um, and it's like a sci-fi comedy, so that should be the rest of the filming coming very soon. It should be out next year. And also, hopefully, I get to work with these guys again. Something Absolutely.
0: Exciting. Dom's been a... I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings when Gandalf arrives off the white, and he sort yeah. of helps you in your, in your darkest moments. Your darkest that's kind of what Dom did on this project. <laughs> lights, lights the
1: way in uh, your darkest hour.
0: That's it. That's Amazing. it. So yeah, it's been it's been great having Dom, and I'm sure we'll work together again if he can manage as much stress <laughs> as we've thrown his way. <laughs> I'm going through therapy, but we're getting there. <laughs> now I've got one final question.
1: Um, you've brought along a little uh, a little friend. Yep. I uh, can I just ask uh, who that is and uh, what are they here for?
7: So this is Richard the stuffed cat um, who travelled all the way from Russia originally because uh, apparently a taxidermy cat uh, is quite hard to find. So we we found a, a real cat uh, who's got his own. He's not a real cat. That, yeah. No, a real, a real stuffed cat. But he's he's got a lot. Is of Is this life. part of
1: the research for your role? You had to. Uh,
7: yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> You know, Richard's not in the film for a, a dramatic amount of time, um, but I think he's made a, a very big impression with the fans, and he, he's done well on the, the press circuit. So, uh, yeah. here is. your your mascot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Amazing.
0: He has
5: been signing a lot of posters. <laughs> yes.
0: We have been totally upstaged by this cat. <laughs> Dom will not be told otherwise. He must come everywhere. He must have a picture everywhere. And no one's interested in talking to us in the Q&As. Every question, I think, was about Richard. So... I'm not sure if he's a positive or a negative at this stage, (laughs) but we're glad to have him. Well, uh, I mean, it'd be a pretty boring podcast if, if it was
1: just me and the, the stuffed cat. Um, I'm not that interesting on my own, you see. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any of the visuals, don't have all the interesting visuals. Um, but thank you so much, guys. Uh, please, if you're here this weekend, check out When the Screaming Starts. If not, it will be available on streaming uh, on next Thursday, so definitely check it out. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Hello, we're back at Grimfest 2021, and this is Spider Dan and the Secret Balls, the official podcast of Grimfest, and we have the master of horror himself, the man behind it all, Simeon Halligan, the event director, coordinator, organizer, and and we have him. We've we've managed to sit him down. He's had such a busy weekend, but he's been so grateful and just here to chat with us. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> we we are just having so much fun here. We just want to thank you for the opportunity to have us as, you know, choosing our podcast out of uh, so many you could have had to, for us to just be here. It's been amazing.
9: No worries. Have you enjoyed it so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah we had a great time.
9: Oh, we, I, we've got a great team. I rely on, the, you know, I have such a wonderful team and that's kind of how it works. Because yeah. They, also, a lot of the people that work with us have been with us for many years, so they know, you know, they know how it runs and. Uh, you know they're experienced in the whole thing so yeah I'm very very lucky to have that team because they basically look after it for me yeah very much because so. So, like it's our first
4: experience here like I you know I've been to a few fests before but you come in as a bit of an outsider and within hours we're part of the family and that that says a lot about the sort of people you have here and I I, I think we've discussed it before you you live and die based on the people you've got showing um, guests around showing the patrons around and stuff and good team very good so you've, you've got a good I good think um,
9: one of the things that we really value is that everybody has a great time and a great experience whether whether it be the fans and the film fans and the horror and genre fans or whether it's the filmmakers you know uh, even the guys here having the stalls you know uh, it's, it's all about trying to make sure that everyone has a great time and interacts with each other and so we we always try to bring people together. now I know at some other festivals we feel like a little bit like you know, the filmmakers maybe have kept separated a bit from the fans and I, from my experience, being a filmmaker as well as running a film festival, I know how important it is to create interaction between uh, the filmmakers and the people coming to see the movies because both sides want that experience of that connection. you know fans want to communicate with the filmmakers and find out about how they made the film and you know. And, yeah. Obviously, if we've got some you know, actors, like we've got A.J. Bowen here this year, who's, he's, he's done a lot of horror genre movies.
4: Uh, yeah, and we had him, and he, he just talked for half an hour. It was brilliant,
9: really he's good. He's such a lovely guy, yeah, and we're so pleased yeah. to have him here this year. And, yeah. and you know what? He came to us and said, I'd love to come. Which is awesome. You know, he yeah. said Night Drive's playing, uh, it's my movie's playing, I'd love to come. And we're like, oh, yeah. He sa- he Are you kidding me? He said
1: that he, um, he went on the contact us page and just kind of emailed you. And I was like, yeah, he
9: did, yeah. <laughs> like info at Grimfest. So it's like he just sent a general saying, I'd like to come. And we're like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> was awesome, like, I was like, it?
1: maybe. I was like Grimfest must have thought this is like a scam or like a Tinder or something just a random email coming out
4: of nowhere yeah, I, was, I was just talking up there and I've, I've been to a certain festival in, in, in Londinium um, where I've stood in a queue and no one's spoken to anyone um, and it's it feels soulless we're here everyone's smiling everyone's having a laugh you know we're all kind of it might be a northern thing I don't know but we're all kind of
9: chilled aren't we and yeah. stuff And there's no. I'm of, not a northerner
4: no but, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. but I, I believe, believe you're an adopted one I'm now, ado- an adopted Mancunian yeah. you're, you're <laughs> official um, all I need to now we'll present you with a whip it later and a flat cap and you're there so. absolutely yeah. um, but no yeah. it's, it's I, I, I love the first time um, I came I got dragged in by your partner um, almost in a headlock but since then I've, you know I've been to watch Nightbreed I've been you know we've got to the screenings and stuff so I'm very much supportive of getting things like this in Manchester and showing that we are you know not just Coronation Street we've got a lot of diversity we've got a lot of good stuff to show and if you know we can promote that in any way do anything to cool. say that this is you know let's be honest
9: a fucking good place cool. to come and watch <laughs> movies we'll do it you know it's like just as we were walking over a woman was coming out the cinema was saying what is all this what's going on she said I love horror films what's this about and it's like I've never heard of it I said it's Grimfest yeah yeah, here, yeah here's a programme Maybe she'll come next year. You never know. So it's just you know, sometimes it's about spreading the word, and it takes some time. You know, it's, we're always amazed by it because we think, oh, people must know about this if they're into their horror yeah. stuff. But, but a lot of people just don't always know. They're not aware. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not broadcasting it from you know, the highest building, and and, yeah. and we don't have the marketing power of you know other big structures to make sure that everybody is aware of it. And of course. The other thing that we're really keen to do is, and I think it's hard because a lot of people go, oh, I don't really do horror. And we're always trying to kind of explain that it's like, it's a really broad church. And mm. actually, we're not just a horror film festival. You know, we screen all sorts of movies. Um, you know, we're all about, we call we a fa- festival of fantastic films. So it's not just horror. And a lot, actually, a lot of the stuff we screen is is you know on the fringes of horror hmm. or it might be sci-fi or it yeah. might be conceptually you know something that's kind of dark or a kind of thriller for instance the beta test that was our, our opening night film that's not a horror film huh. Quite a, I mean it's a kind of kind of black comedy thriller that um some of the guys that were like oh, I'm not sure I want to see this because it's not kind of my thing it's not it's, it's, they thought it wasn't a horror movie they went to see it and they were pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed it because mm. it's a great movie so we're all about we're just about screening exciting great films i I grew up watching so many movies and obviously ended up making movies as well because it's my absolute passion but I was always drawn to cinema that took you somewhere else that wasn't I've never been I love films right across the board. I've never been a massive fan of kind of straight drama. I mean, there's some wonderful straight dramas, but I guess as a kid, it was it was films that took you somewhere else, that you that were different from life experiences that I was always drawn to. So we've just screened E.T. today, and that was a seminal film for me as a kid. That and you know, say Star Wars were really important to me. But then, like, and I'm wearing a, t- a Shining t- <laughs> T-shirt here. Um, my my father was uh is a massive war film fan and a massive western fan so when i grew up i was watching all those kind of movies but he took me to see I mean, he loves movies all around He took me to see like alien when i was i don't know about 14 or something so i was thinking i was looking at the time scale today and thinking about et and thinking uh that point i was probably about 13 or something so i probably saw alien just a little bit later than that so i went from et to alien which is quite <laughs>
1: that's
9: <laughs> a journey you
1: know? <laughs> i mean I, I, as you know as a child i was quite like i would consider et a bit of a horror film there's some really horrifying elements to that the government stuff and, and like when et is dying and you know it is kind of you know so it does fit within within this i think we've discussed it a lot this weekend the the absolute variety that horror has as a genre in itself there's so many subgenres within that and i think you've managed to cherry pick all of these different things like you said thriller international giallo type things gory you know sick depraved things and supernatural stuff (laughs) there's so much great stuff like we saw two witches last night it's a good film isn't it just tremendous we we came out and we were just like shaking with anticipation to speak to maxime and pierre because we were just as excited as them and we were just like absolutely buzzing (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean i mean they did want to go out for a drink, so you know yeah. who knows who knows where the <laughs> night might go. Um, but they were they were phenomenal guests as well. Um, but yeah, I've just I've had an absolute blast.
3: You know, that
9: that's another thing that is really important to us is to um, you know uh, explore and discover uh, new films and new filmmakers who are doing something really exciting with the medium. And sometimes they're, not, they're doing it with not a lot of money, but they uh, they have a great talent to use film in, in in an interesting way. And Two Witches, I have no idea how much it costs to make. Uh, it's almost not really that relevant. No. it's just it, it's something about it. It's visceral. It's exciting. It's beautifully. It's what you know the way it's made. The the visual style. The editing. You know, there's something. It was a, it's a great film, and uh, it just shows that you can do so much on. Not, I mean, I, I have no idea what it costs to make, but it, it, I'm presuming it wasn't a very expensive film to make. But there's so much passion and talent in that movie. I haven't met one person that hasn't gone, Oh, Two Witches is really good. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> like, and, and the, all of the films I've watched this weekend, um, you know, you think, when you think independent, you think low budget, you think maybe, you know, not, not as polished, maybe the acting isn't as good and things like that. But these films, like, for me, look like any. Hollywood blockbuster. Like, there's so much talent behind and in front of the camera. I
9: guess things have changed, haven't they, in terms of filmmaking over the years. And it's now, if you've got the absolute drive and passion and talent, you can achieve wonders, you know, with not necessarily a lot. But that said, we've got a whole gamut of different films, and some of them are higher-budget movies and some of them are lower-budget movies. So, you know, it's it's a broad spectrum. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think the polish that people are bringing to their films now because i get i guess one because their talent but also it it it, it is possible now in a way that say 30 years ago it was very hard to to make independent movies and make them really i I mean i i I do think when you look back at some of the movies that made in the 80s and stuff that you know i was watching you know horror movies when i was growing up and stuff and you look back at some of them and they are a bit shoddy to be honest some of them are, and some of them got major cinema releases back then and you look back and I go that's really that like, some of the performances in them are poor and the and the filmmaking isn't really that good at all yeah. and and then you look at the stuff that's been made now by independent filmmakers and you like some of the stuff you've mentioned and it's like wow this is like it looks it's just so good you mm. know the performances are strong the filmmaking chops are great so yeah, you know, it, it's, I, I guess uh, there's a democratisation, if that's the word, in a way, in, in, in terms of technology has enabled filmmakers to achieve more if they've got something to say. But at the same time, it's also, I think, a double-edged sword. It's kind of complex because I think distribution is, is, is harder now than it ever was. So I was saying, you know, you could see films that weren't great, in, in the 80s that would have mass cinema distribution it's actually really hard to get cinema uh, to get cinema distribution now for lower budget movies it's really really hard which is probably why festivals like Grimfest are becoming more and more important because it gives uh, exposure to more independent films it allows them to get that big screen um, you, you know exposure and get an, o- an audience to watch that movie together not just at home on a small screen you know and increasingly, if a film isn't a Marvel movie or a Bond film or a, or a massive studio uh, release, you know, they're finding it very, very hard to even get into cinemas. He's got a question about kind of like
4: um, download, you know, straight to like Netflix or Arrow or whatever. Do you think that's going to change landscape? Because for me, I think that horror is best in a room with strangers watching a big screen. You know, I, I watch, I watch for horror on my phone. I watch it wherever I can. But... I, I always enjoy it with other people because you all you all have the same sort of experience. Like in Two Witches, we look down the line. I looked down the line. Everyone was like ah, at one point because we're all kind of sick. and I just wonder whether you think you know whether the the straight streaming service will have any effect on these sort of festivals. Do you think it's like um, petrol with with a horse? People have horses to like you know do the leisure on, what cars are, you know to do work on. Do you think
9: people will still? want to come to these sort of festivals i think the pandemic has had a massive impact um it's meant that people obviously at times couldn't even leave the home so it it meant that the um online streaming platforms have grown hugely and have have you know are, are in a they're in a great place now cinema is trying to fight back and so they are desperate to make sure that say the latest james bond film they get as many people in to see it as possible yeah, what's hard is for the smaller smaller stuff you know I, I just don't know i mean it was heading that direction anyway it's like the power of the of, of the big structures like disney but, but then you look at you know in the pandemic they started putting so oh, we'll stick it straight on to disney disney plus yeah so who knows it's a really tricky time i think it's difficult i think that um i think that f- I think that festivals will always have a place uh, and I think increasingly um, they're becoming a more important thing. I think that also distributors, I've really felt, I've really noticed a difference over the last last year or so, particularly over the, you know, work going into the pandemic coming out the other side of it, um, that distributors and sales agents in the film industry are recognising it's like, uh, actually this gives us a platform to give our film exposure and um a festival like Grimfest has people like you and it has other press and it has it attracts so people are talking about the films and that has value it's like yeah if you're talking about my movie and it's i mean there are people online talking about it and the social media is talking about it then this has got real value and so we recognize that actually this is you know this is a great platform for for films to shout Mm. and make the most of so um I don't think that's going to go away. I do think that it, overall for cinema it's a tricky time. Real okay. tricky time. So we'll have to see how things pan out in the next few years. We've felt very welcomed into your into your house, into your family
1: like uh, you know as, Well, it,
9: technically it's the audience, but, you
1: know. <laughs> as uh, you know, as bloody and disturbing and as twisted as your family is. I've I've loved it and uh, everyone's been great.
9: Everyone's been really welcoming. Do you know what they always we always say that like um the horror fans and genre film fans are, are, are like the nicest people and I think people that are, that, that are on the outside are going kind of think well who are those weirdos that are into their horror movies and it's like actually they're always the loveliest and lo- you know because it's like well oh, you watch all this like gory stuff or whatever and it's like uh, the irony of it is that uh, I think that uh, not only the fans but the filmmakers in genre cinema are, are some of the nicest people ever Absolutely. so you bring them together and they just enjoy their passion for, for, for the cinema and that's what it's about
1: absolutely absolutely that that passion and I personally i think if you're not watching horror movies you've definitely got something wrong with you that's my that's my thing i'm like so why don't you kind of have that release and that kind of get all that tension out with a horror a good horror movie
9: and you're like i think you know i often I think uh, we were having a conversation today day with when the filmmakers i think um, there is a quite a connection between horror and comedy it's a release it's a it's a process release, and um, you know a lot of the films that are the most successful over the years at GrimFest have often been comedies, mm. because that's people like to laugh together, and why? And that's a wonderful experience to be in a cinema life together, because it brings people toge- together to enjoy that experience. You don't get that at home. Yeah.
1: You know. Like the, those moments of like extreme violence and the gore and stuff, it makes me laugh because in real life, if that actually happened, it would be horrific and horrifying and terrifying. But in this environment. I'm allowed to laugh at it and enjoy it because I know it's not real. I know it's fake, and uh, but it, it looks really good, and you know it's disturbing. But I, I feel I have that license. It's not like I'm stood at a funeral where I'm like, better not laugh. Better not laugh for no reason. Um, but I, it gives you that license to to let loose and enjoy yourself and let and release that tension you may have felt throughout sure, the day, yeah, throughout yeah, the week, yeah. throughout the month, throughout yeah. your year. Like it, like you said, it's been a difficult couple of years almost now with covid and petrol crises and all this other stuff going on which is you know it's it's tough but i think you guys have done an exemplary job of navigating this uh, all of this all these you know you've got traffic problems manchester marathons you've got all this and you've just managed to absolutely smash it knock it out of the park well and this- thank you <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be back
4: but well, we are quite honest with our critiques of things and I'll be honest if it was shit i will tell you it was shit <laughs> just because I think that's the best way of being with people but I can honestly say I think you've got the formula right I think you've got the, the right mix of movies I think you've you know not loads of guests but enough of a sprinkle to you know satisfy those curiosities I think that the, the, like I said the team you've got together is brilliant you're a very nice man <laughs>
9: You don't yeah. know me that well. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what
4: well, I know about you, you're a very nice man. Uh,
9: what <laughs> happens? Surface level. Yeah, what happens behind closed doors is not my concern. <laughs> have you seen any of the films I've made? I've seen one of them. Oh, okay. So you probably know that I'm not that nice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
9: I've seen two of them. Did you do the thingy Dead World thing? I can't remember. I did I White Settlers. No, I wasn't that one. And I uh, the last two and Habit, which was set in Manchester. Yes. Okay. Anyway. I was about. It's yeah. about cannibals. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. It's not that nice. <laughs> you just said horror film people are nice people.
3: Yeah, they are nice people.
4: I'm only so, joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't eat people. No, but I, I do, do honestly, honestly think, I, I go to lots of festivals. I go to lots of cons. I go to lots of things. And
1: you you organise them yourself as well. Yeah. So you know and the effort and the time and the I, energy it takes. You really
4: need to have those kind of nice people around you nice uh,
9: that's vital with same with the filmmaking process you know um it's really important for for my partner rachel is a producer and also runs a festival with me it's like it's vital that you have people around that around you that you get on with and you want you can work with and you like to be with because otherwise life isn't worth living is it yeah what's the point of of, you know so everybody that's here certainly in terms of our team enjoy it that's why they're here yeah I mean we've got so many volunteers that have been coming for years we couldn't afford to run it by paying everybody We're just it's not it's not big enough for yeah. that we just it's not of the scale so we have to bring people in to help us run it but they love it because yeah. because they enjoy their time here you know it's a camp they, they they enjoy spending time with the other people here they enjoy the movies if they get to see you know just volunteers dip in and out when they can to see stuff and um, and enjoy the whole, you know, it's, it is It is like a big family, I have to say, it is like a big family, which uh, which is a really nice feeling.
4: Yeah. And it, it and it, it is that. I, I, my first ever um, event I put on, I even brought my mother-in-law in because I needed someone to do something, you know. And, you know, I love my mother-in-law, but she has no idea about horror, comics or anything at all. <laughs> she was just there going, what, what's that? What's this? What's the other book? She's still invested in it, and then the year after, she wants to come back and help. Yeah, and you know, you say, you say everyone who's here wants to be here, yeah. or they wouldn't be here. Yeah, but that comes across. I like said yeah. the 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 other events I've been to, you know, kind, kind of that way on, should we say? You know, is it that way on? Anyway, I um, don't know. It's what, what way? <laughs> <coughs> London. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. they, they do come across a bit soulless. You know, and this I, I can't really comment on that. No, you know, I, on I would. <laughs> I'm commenting on it. Yeah. You're not. No, I, I,
1: no naming names no shaming
4: I'm not doing it I just, I just think this has got it's got a soul it might be sick and twisted <laughs> black and dark a bit like my heart but you know just barely beating I can confirm that I can confirm
6: that
4: but no I think you do a stellar job and um, long mate continue
9: thank you yeah well listen thank you for chatting with me and uh I hope you enjoy the rest of Grimfest. Absolutely and uh, we've been talking to a lot of the Grimlins as you like to call them uh, which
1: is I love that I love that little uh, we've got uh, our Pretallion on the podcast so I love that you've got a little nickname as well fantastic Uh, and you know we are the podcast basically is not unlike your kind of mission your ethos we celebrate underrated underappreciated obscure unknown or you know Films and we and we give them a spotlight. I think that's what you do so excellently. And uh, I just wanted to thank you for your time. I know you're very busy this weekend, and this has been an excellent chat. So thank you very much.
9: No worries. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys.
1: Hello, we are back. Spider Dan and the Secret Boars Podcast, the official podcast of Grimfest 2021, and we are here with an artiste extraordinaire.
10: Oh, I got play it down. Play it down. <laughs>
1: So, we are here with a man who does the official artwork for Grimfest and for a very long time, I believe.
10: Uh, yeah, uh, first started in 2014, uh, still going strong. And uh, yeah, they haven't kicked me out of it yet. So, I'm <laughs> really pleased, really pleased. Touch wood, Touch, wood. touch
1: wood. When you come to do every year, and every piece of artwork obviously has to be unique to that year do you look at the programming or do you have any idea what you're going to design or come up with?
10: Uh, uh, Typically uh, I'm asked to start working on the poster before the program is even in stone yet and so you don't know what films are going to be screened Um, they don't know what guests are going to be turning up or anything like that so we just have like a vague idea of what we want to have. Thankfully we have the uh, Grimfest, Grim Reaper uh, to fall back on. So normally it's a case of kind of like, well, how prominent can they be this time? Mm. For example, like last year, uh, not last year, sorry, the year before, because last year was like an old year. Uh, the year before, we had like the Soskars who were going to be there, so they were a prominent part of the poster. Uh, the year before, we had uh, Barbara Crampton here, so that was front and center. Um, but this time round, um, uh, we weren't able to kind of like there wasn't any guests that we could clearly put on the front so that everyone knows oh well they're going you know uh so this time around grim reaper front and center in front of the cinema screen um and so you know, i was told i can populate some of the seats but generally that was the vibe Grimfest is back in the cinema mm-hmm. and that was the theme of what they wanted in the poster and yeah i'm happy with how it how it came out
1: well i i think that's that's very kind of prototypical of what the fest is all about as well it kind of gives you an idea that the horror character and the cinema that you know so closely related and so uh, uniquely tells you something about the festival without just just you know the image paints a thousand words doesn't it and i think i think every poster there's a there's a whole cabinet outside with every single poster it looks like done.
10: it looks every time i turn it it looks like i've died <laughs> and, and, that, and that's how they're gonna remember me so it's my shrine it's like oh this is what i've achieved in life
1: <laughs> the grim reaper will come for us all Indeed. eventually um but I, I loved it i was looking at it the other day uh i was on i was on the phone to my doctor i was like yeah 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 and, and i was just like looking at all the grim reaper stuff and then i i kind of got a thought I was like oh i hope it's not too serious (laughs) i'm feeling a bit wrong but i I was really really just such eye grabbing designs like uh what what does inspire you specifically to to, to, like every year obviously it's a slightly different version of the grim reap and a slight different take on that so what what uh what makes you go in that those directions those different directions each time
10: um the honest answer is uh but the body of the work i guess uh and typically, I'll see when I look at a collection, like, like for example in the, in the cabinet hmm. of all the pieces, you can kind of like start seeing... It, I guess this. it's
1: large, It's larger than the cabinet. We're all making right, it okay, like, it's right. quite small, aren't we? It's like a whole uh, like greenhouse kind of thing. It but, is, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, to too be fair. fair. Uh,
10: when you start looking at the whole set as a collection, you start seeing, okay, there's, you know, I'm doing too many colours in that kind of area. So for example, the first Grimfest poster was um, a giallo uh, homage. Uh, they won- This was pre Grim Reaper as well. So it was this bright yellow poster. And then the following year, that was when they first, when Grimfest first said, right, we want a Grim Reaper. That's our mascot. Uh, so that one, very muted kind of colors. Uh, and then the following year, oh, what was it the following year? The following year it was kind of like uh, blues and pinks. So I don't want the same colors each time because if I'm presenting them all in a collection, it kind of like starts getting a bit monotonous. Uh, I like to kind of like throw in a kind of like a surprise color in the following close, one, yeah. and so every time it kind of keeps it fresh. Mm. Uh, once I've picked the color palette, it's just a case of you know, uh, what's the theme? What's the angle this year? Mm. And uh, like I said, if there's a guest, or if there's a if there's something in the zeitgeist, you know, zombies are popular. Let's stick a zombie in one of the som- you know, quite close up in the in one of the seats. It, it it all completely depends on what the what, what? the client wants, effectively, yeah. which is Grimfax. What's well, in the the
1: audience's milieu, if yeah. you will? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dennis here, as you might, might or may or may not be aware, uh, organises Oldham Comic Con. Okay. So he's spoken to a lot of artists over the years. You know, big names, uh, big writers and stuff. Uh, so he's very familiar with artwork, and and he's he's an old he's an old he's an old dab hand at spotting some good stuff. So I'm going to pass the questions over to Dennis.
10: Oh, are these are professional questions now. I wasn't told. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't no, no. told there was going to be professional questions.
4: <laughs> so, apart from the GrimFest, so what else do you work on? What?
10: Um, well, I have a, my own um, studio called Uncle Frank Productions, and I work specifically in the horror genre, uh, working on Blu-ray covers. Um, I have I've done stuff for Arrow, uh, Raven Banner in Canada, and quite a few German media book releases as well. Um, as well as posters for Grimfest, the Liverpool Horror Club, um, uh, the unnamed footage festival in San Francisco. So, you know, I'm living off horror artwork at the moment. Yeah. So So do do you live locally? Uh, No, not anymore. Uh, I've been snapped up by Germany. Um, Used to live in Manchester um, uh, and, and in Liverpool. And that's where I used to start going to GrimFest as a fan. You know, I was amongst the people in the seats watching the films. Uh, and then because I started becoming friendly with uh, the guys who run the events, Simon and Rachel, they caught wind that I was able to do artwork and then they, they, they pulled me into it. And effectively, they were my first clients uh, when I first started working for myself properly. Um, but then I moved to Germany. But, well, you know, I love GrimFest. Literally, this is the first visit back in the UK in two years because of the pandemic and it was like gotta go to Grimfest Gotta go to Grimfest.
4: Um, this is gonna sound a really, really stupid question. And It's in have, Europe. Yeah. No, do you have a brother? Oh, do I have do I have a brother? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm you look like somebody I know.
10: Okay. I mean but, I do have a brother but I, I feel a comfortable answering answer Okay. So <laughs> I don't is, know where this is going, let's say no, yes. No, okay, Preliminarily okay. I'll say yes. Does he do art as well?
4: He does. He does do out, yeah? Does he owe you money?
10: No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, is he younger than you? I mean, there's a 50-50 answer to that, really, isn't there? We, um, it's like Guess Who, well, isn't let's it? Say, let's say what yes. It, you know, you could just call him to do the interview. Is, is that what you really wanted? No, no. What's your surname? Sheedy. No, it's not him. Oh, well, that's so close. Yeah. Could have just started with that. <laughs> Literally, the first, que- the first question of the interview could have been, what's your name? And we wouldn't have had to have gone down this route.
1: <laughs> obviously, obviously, with uh, Spider-Man and the Secret Bulls, we're always bringing you top quality content, uh, which is, is just what that was.
10: <laughs> I mean, I do not, yeah, I do not like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? No. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, again, we're, st- we're still on this rabbit hole of potentially being related to people that are not potentially related to anybody. Can I hold you? you know when you
10: you know when you said you know when you said all please pro- keep this all in <laughs> like I am literally I am literally now you've guaranteed me sharing this 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 podcast so whatever and start over okay what are your kind of
4: inspirations
10: sorry I, I got you need to give me a second not it's a family it's, a, it's the fact that you introduced him as like he knows artwork I do <laughs> know how well. I, I, no, like, I really I, built those questions up I was starting to <laughs> it's been a long
1: day for Dennis
10: no worries no worries um, sorry, what's the, what was the question? I said, what, what influences you? Um, oh, definitely horror. I mean, uh, I've been um, a massive fan of horror since I was eight, but probably earlier, video shelves is probably yeah, the, yeah. the biggest influence on my life. Um, just standing in video shops in the horror section, mm. just staring at these beautiful elaborate covers, or getting like the, the Fangoria's or, or the Dark Side magazine yeah, and yeah. just going through all these things that weren't even on the shelves somewhere because, you know, your local video shop only had like a certain selection and knowing that these exist and look at that artwork, I can't see the films but I can imagine what the films are like and I just to, I fell in love with that artwork.
4: I um, watched um, a documentary the other day on Arrow about uh, Video Nasties. Oh yeah. Um, and I was watching it with my daughter and she was like, what, you just used to stand there and look at things? Oh, you've so missed out on stuff. <laughs> oh no. Because you, it was almost like a gallery every time you went in yeah. to stuff and because that's what you had to get you to buy the film or rent the movie out. So the, the more elaborate the, the artwork is. And you, you get it on, put it in, you're like, it's nothing like the artwork, but the artwork's great. See, that was sensible.
1: I'm glad we got back on track a little bit, Dennis. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say pretty much the same thing as Dennis. I was like, the artwork is so good, when you actually watch the film, you're disappointed. Because, like, you know, you watch... Cue the winged serpent And you've got that <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's uh, Is it Brian Vagello Or someone like that oh, Bar- Boris Viejo yeah. yeah Boris Viejo Sorry um, You know We've got a wonderful cover and, and then when you watch You're like It's, it's alright it's, it's not the poster hmm. <laughs> you know? But I, I, I love your artwork a bit, so I think it's fantastic oh, Thank you, very much. Thank you. Um, And it's really cool That we get to see Because like, this is my first time At Grimfest Fest. All oh, right. So I'd never really, I never kn- I, I knew of it And I've been around it And I kind of just missed it And I'm always like oh, I should really get to that uh, and, and this year I managed, you know, I got to see all the different pieces of the artwork in that very large greenhouse slash cabinet sure. uh, that we already <laughs> discussed, and it was really nice. An atrium, it, an atrium. There yeah, it's, it much, an atrium. it's kind of, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, going, it's been going 13 years, and you can see why, and I think the artwork is a big part of that, and yeah. it's a big selling point, and uh, very and, it, very and it's, uh, it's it's that legacy as well. You've got that kind of legacy of, of work and, and that variety as well. Yeah. Um, I just have to say, you know, Keep doing what you're doing. Great job. Thank
10: you very much. Yeah, uh, Scrimfest's got a very um, very humble origins, you know, uh, starting at the dance house. Um, and uh, and yeah, I've watched it growing and adding artwork to it. I mean, cause I come from a design background, so we always, in our heads, have really boring terms like branding, you know, keep, keep the logo consistent each, each year uh, and have the placement the same each year, keep the same fonts and stuff like that. Um, but it has helped, and it, now that there's uh, so many covers that all have it, it, it looks like a beautiful collection um, that I'm really, really proud of. You know, I, I, and it means that the standard has to keep up because when it's the same poster, it, it, it's, if it's a different poster each time, and every time it looks completely different. Then there's you're not competing with anything. You know, if you've if if there's because there is a legacy, you know that the next year has to be better than the one before. Which exactly how the rest of the festivals run. Every year has to be better than the one before. And you know, thankfully, Grimfest gives me the chance to kind of like uh, exercise my artistic muscles. That's a weird sentence I'm never going to say again. But you get what I'm saying. Uh, I say a lot I get, of sentences I'm never going to say again. Like, do you have a do brother? Do you have a brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I mean, every year, you know, they, they, you know I try to push it. I love it, you know, make something more diff- very different. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm my biggest critic and there's no greater moment then for me than when I'm sitting in the cinema waiting for the film to start and they've blown up my, my artwork to the size of a, in, I don't know how big a cinema screen is, but it's huge. And I'm just sitting there and I know and I've done a good job because my eye doesn't go to the bit that I hate. you know, cause There's always, you know, as an artist, if there's one thing that you're kind of not quite sure about, you're always going to look at it and it's going to start getting bigger and bigger in your mind yeah. and it's not going to get bigger than seeing it on that cinema all, screen. All
4: my, all my friends are artists, you know, um, comic book artists, all say the same thing. Mm. I look at them and I say, that's amazing, yeah, just look at that there. What? What am I looking at? That that line there is not quite right. Yeah, whatever,
10: it's, it's, it's still great. And exactly, they're the worst critics. Do you have an art book? I do not. I was actually planning on releasing one two years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, the pandemic, the last two years, has been the most, the busiest time of my life with some fantastic projects, film covers, and things like that. That I know I want that to go in the book. So every time I think I'm done and I'm ready to put the book out there again, I get another project or somebody commissions me to do one, and I, and I know that that's going to go in the book. So and I have people just messaging me one, saying when's it out part when's it, three, it out and I'm going, part four just keep on going keep I, there, I, I, feel, I, know, I feel I don't know I feel like I can get one, I can get one one book out of people yeah. <laughs> once you read that book it's like I'm done with this guy you know yeah.
1: <laughs> have you considered doing uh, that as maybe like a kickstarter or something like that maybe
10: um, kickstarters are uh, anyone who's trying who thinks about running a kickstarter or has done a kickstarter mm. knows it's a full time yeah job yeah, promoting it yeah um uh, I work with the Hellbound Media guys who have got a stall here as well, and they'll tell you, you know, it's you know, it, it takes over your entire life promoting yeah, it, and pushing it, and I think my time for doing that might have been um, a few years ago when yeah. I was still kind of like low in the clients. Sure. I I don't know. I want to, but yeah. I guess I guess as an artist, I, as a solo project, um, I don't think I think I'm a little too humble. Uh, because it's only me. If I was doing it for a bunch of other yeah. artists, I'd be like, it's okay. It's like I can bank on their likability mm. and their artwork. But if it's just me asking people to oh. invest in me, oh. I, a part of me is always going to be kind of like, really? <laughs> but, uh, you know. It's, like like you see. said,
1: this this festival is a very humble beginnings. You're also very humble. Um, and and there's such a great family feel. Everyone's so... Um, it's such a nice kind of community that everyone's like they love horror so much and everyone's happy to be here happy to see the films happy to promote the films and just it's the pure love of horror i think um in this that you know everyone comes to and and gravitates towards this atmosphere and this you know this vibe which is amazing and, and again from my first experience there's nothing quite like it and uh, yeah but uh dennis wants to ask about maybe some films that you quite like that's his favourite question so
10: alright
4: um. <clears throat> first away. of all um, just ask Hellbound to publish it for you your book because he's been sat there for three hours and done nothing he could have done it by that time <laughs> what's, what's that yeah he could have got your kickstart up and running by them
10: <laughs> they can they can they've they managed to succeed in every crowd Yeah, I, so I, I know
4: them. they come to my events and stuff so yeah anyway so you've watching horror films since you were eight eight so, you, what, are you, like, 25 now?
10: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um uh, I can't do something I am, after the I am, gorilla I'm 40 this year. Yeah. Uh, first horror film I ever watched was, uh, even in part, was Hellraiser. Uh, my, um, I was eight years old. My dad, I was home alone with my dad, and he had the film on in the front room on pause, and he called me in. He goes, Alan, come look at this. And I was like, what is it? I uh, said, so just come look at this. And I came into the front room, and I was eight years old at the time, so the TV looked huge to me. And I was sitting on my knees, and I was looking at it, what is it? And he, had that, and he had the Frank with the puzzle box scene right at the beginning on. And he was like, just, just watch, just watch. <laughs> um, and he pressed play, and I was like, what's going on? And it's like, you know, I, I was doing something. It's like, just shh, 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 watch this. And I, I, in my memory, I was like inches away from the screen. And the, bo- the box opens, and there was that little bit of lightning moment, and he's peering in, and the, even the room goes silent. And then those hooks fly out, and then bed in his skin, and Frank's like, ah! and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I was and I, and I screaming. And my dad uh, immediately regretting it. He's like, Oh, what did you do? and long story short, he was like, just don't tell your mother, don't tell your mother. Here, let's go get ice cream. And I was like, oh, okay, I got ice cream. And it was that kind of like weird, kind of like, there's a... Mo- that. And it instilled that kind of like moment of fear with a bit of reward at the end because I felt <laughs> kind of cool at that point. So I'm going an ice And then the next day I went into school and I was like, I watched Hellraiser yesterday. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> but I only watched like a minute.
4: <laughs> I, had a, I had a similar thing with my brother with um, Evil Dead 2. Okay. The first time, you know, the eyes change and pops up and stuff. So Ooh. I was just sat there and all of a sudden that happened. You're like... Um, I don't want to watch it anymore. But, yeah, just stay with you. It's great. Totally, totally.
1: I'm afraid what you're both describing is child abuse. It is. It
10: is, and this isn't the first time I've told this story to my dad. But weirdly, when my mum hears the story, she goes, "Wait, it's it goes down to me as well, you know." <laughs> I, I was showing you like um, Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, that was a yeah, huge oh yeah. thing when it came out. Yeah. But she would like put it on rewind and make me dance to it. <laughs> so it's not it's not Hellraiser though. <laughs> sure. I think we bring the Thriller out now see so if we can
4: get
0: a bit
10: of a dance. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, can you go? I, I, I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, what, what, what excellent dance moves you've got! Oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> this is an audio <laughs> presentation, Dennis. So, um, there's there's, there's there
4: seems to be a, a lovely lady sat near you, um, next to you. Yes. Um, does she like horror? Uh,
10: Charlotte. Charlotte is, um, as far as I'm concerned, the queen of horror. Uh, we've known each other for absolutely years. We used to we met working in a music store when music stores were a big thing. MVC uh, Chester. Uh, no one's around to kind of cheer for that one. Um, but we, we met under a love of horror. Uh, and she knew that I had a Hellraiser thermo flask in the fridge in the office, uh, which you were like intrigued who that is. And I remember. I remember so, so
2: sexy and cool. <laughs>
10: and I remember, of course, nothing quite describes you like a Hellraiser thermal flask. Um, uh, and one day you said to me, um, Alan, what are you doing? Do you want to go see? Dor- no, Land of the Dead in the cinema, and I was like, "Yeah." Um, and we went to the cinema and we watched that, and then yeah, we just started talking about horror stuff. And uh, then you started writing for uh, Horror Talk, which was Horror DNA at the time. No. Oh, horror DNA, no. the other way around. Sorry, Horror. Okay, Horror DNA, which was Horror Talk at the time, and you recommended to me to write for them as well as a reviewer. Um, and then he started working for Grimfest and I don't know, we've always kind of like worked parallel in, in horror, you know?
4: Fabulous. And, you know, your artwork's amazing, mate. You know, oh, thank keep, you very much. keep it up. And, um, if you want to do a book, uh, let me know, cause I could help with that.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the design of the Grim Reaper. Uh, I believe there's a, a story behind that.
10: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. When Simon Rachel in 2015 first asked me to create a Grim Reaper for the festival, um, when you when you do a lot of horror projects, Grim Reapers tend to start looking the same. You know, you see a lot of them online. You type in Grim Reaper, they're literally all the same. Um, so I, as a brand and as a, almost like a trade, in theory, trademarkable thing, I wanted to make sure that when people saw the Grimfest Grim Reaper, that they recognised it. Um, so immediately I was like, okay, what if one eye is kind of like a bit gunky, a bit like one-eyed Willy from Goonies? style? So, right, so he's got one eye, and to highlight the other one, there's like a ball of light in the other one. Uh, his teeth are fangs rather than, you know, all of them are sharp, Mm -hmm. uh, but also he has an elongated jaw based on Bruce Campbell. Ah. So I was like, right, so so I know when it's a, I know it's when it's my Grim Reaper, the Grimfest Grim Reaper it has those. As, as the posters started coming along, I decided in my head that I didn't want just a normal Grim Reaper. And in 2015, 2016, sorry, I started introducing tentacles as uh, a recurring theme in the posters. And um, it always just looks like tentacles are there for no reason. But in my mind, the Grim Reaper is actually basically a skull, a ribcage and arms, but underneath is... Cloak. There's just like a sea of tentacles. I wanted a more Lovecraftian kind of like origin to the Grim Reaper. It just made it more complex, more unique, and more interesting. So in theory, if if anyone wants to ever have like a life-size Grim Reaper, uh, a Grimfest Grim Reaper anywhere, I'd hope to see tentacles coming out from underneath.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like the added details. I like yeah. You've got to make it unique somehow, and I think it is a truly unique, you know, character. I've talked about not on the podcast necessarily, but I've been talking about possession. Uh, we've been talking about Math of Madness, Prince of Darkness, yeah, all that sort of stuff. I just wanted to mention the T-shirt as well. I've been meaning to watch Popcorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been absolutely. I, I, yeah, I saw, I, I saw like a trailer or it was like a YouTube video on it, and I was like, I've got to see that. It looks amazing. Oh Well, you love this podcast because all we ever seem to do is, me and Dennis, do slashers pretty much.
0: Yeah,
1: we do like the slasher. We do. We've, got, uh, we've done our top five Friday the 13th. We did a discussion on which is the original slasher film. And we talked about Peeping Tom, Bay of Blood, um, Black Christmas, Halloween, Psycho. We were trying to decide which one was the one. You is- need to talk to Charlotte
10: <laughs> about her scream nights. Oh. <laughs> Grab eat, that mic, eat me, that mic.
11: <laughs> me and my friend every year do a Screamathon where we watch each Scream film back to back, and every year we try and up it and do something a bit different. So we started to dress up as particular characters, uh, but we did like background characters, like very minor <laughs> characters. So we did. Um, I don't if you remember in the first scream film, there's the scene where Sydney goes into the bathroom and she hears the cheerleader and the other girl talking about her. I was the other girl, and uh, <laughs> we had to guess who each other were. And this year we did our favourite deaths, so I was Kenny, the camera guy, and she was a Tatum, I think. So yeah, every year we try and up it, and it's a drinking game as well. So we have like a list of rules and things like that. So oh wow, that sounds this amazing. Is year five, so next year I don't know what we're going to do yet, but. It'll
1: be big. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. That sounds like so much fun.
10: But I, I think it's one of the things that I love most about horror is that once you've got your favourite, there's so much to love about it, and it becomes so important to you. Um, hmm. I mean, I as soon as I heard that that, that Charlotte does that, um, Mariam, my partner and I, we've decided that we want to do it simultaneously in Germany at the same time. Um, and yeah we'll send over we'll photographs oh yeah yeah it's going yeah. to catch on it's gonna oh, yeah, on, especially yeah, now yeah especially now this is going
1: worldwide this yeah is, we've got listeners all over
4: like walking all, all the background people I think that's amazing yeah. most people just stick the it mask it on so don't they
11: like. and we knew she was the guy at the end, where they're all watching uh, and drinking, and there's a there's a team of guys that go to the the football pitch right at the end. She was like one of those guys in the hat and a beer, and I knew who she was because we just we've just seen it that many times.
1: So, you know. We watched it recently, didn't we? at um we did. So we stopped. Yeah, we met um, we met Simeon at uh, the Wes Craven kind of uh, marathon he did. So we saw Hill Survives. Scream was next, and. Uh, and people Under the Stairs we didn't we didn't stay for Nightmare because we've, we've seen that to death yeah. uh, but I really loved People Under the Stairs it was great yeah, oh yeah. so good and and Scream just like I hadn't seen it for a very long time but it, I have forgotten how much I like Scream yeah. so, it's just great There's, I think I think it's his best film personally
4: what balls the biggest star within
1: like you know ten minute, five minutes of the, of the
4: movie coming out you know she's on the cover she's like you know it, and then no she's dead Absolutely, really, really I mean, Scream.
10: Scream um, I think single-handedly rejuvenated the horror genre at the time mm. because uh, prior to that, I don't know. There, there was there was only a few little films, kind of like scattered around. Mm. Uh, not much, that,
1: not much confidence in horror, I think, at the time. Yeah, yeah.
10: but then when it, when it, when, it came, when it came back between the fact that Wes Craven's name was attached to it and the the rules what agents were doing on posters changed. Ah. So when the screen poster came out, all the agents were like, we won every, every actor had to be on the front cover because they were all fighting legally for the chance for their their their, um, their represent representations to be on the posters. And ever since that screen poster did it, you know, you had the faculty doing it, you had um, Final Destination doing yeah. it. I know suddenly, what you did last act, summer, yeah, that sort of thing. Suddenly the main actors weren't embarrassed to be on the front cover of horror films and now there they are front and center being proud of it it really ch- it changed the face of poster design not necessarily always for the best but now you get those you get those floating heads a lot in in horror films
1: i didn't think we'd get onto this like the the history of poster designs I mean, you, is... you
10: didn't think interviewing somebody about uh, horror posters would talk about horror posters. Yes, I
1: also <laughs> didn't. I also didn't think that one of the podcasters would just randomly ask you about sure, your you relatives. What? Anything can uh, happen on this podcast. It's, it's, it. it's, it's totally it's it's unfiltered. <laughs> it's unedited well, no, areas. He uh, do you have a brother? <laughs>
3: I do, but let's not go down this road. No, am just fine. I'm... I just. I I wanted,
10: I got, you know what, next year, if you're here next year, I'm wearing a t shirt with. Uh, with, with yeah, yes, I have a brother. Before you ask, yes, I, I have a brother. I have a brother too.
1: Anyway, moving on. Also, um, Dennis is so so well practiced this, he doesn't know how to hold the microphone either, So, which is always good. <laughs>
10: grassroots
1: of this thing. Love, it, is, you know? it is, it is. It, well, it's very much guerrilla podcasting here. Sure. We've been moving around. We've sat on many different tables. We didn't even know we were going to have a table, so we might have just been sat on the floor. We might have been doing handing it back and forth. Uh, beanbags. bags, yeah, yeah, maybe. Beanbags maybe. Yeah, yeah, We could do that. We could do that. Thorough beanbag.
10: I'll make it a long podcast then, because once you've sat in a beanbag... You'll never get out. You'll never get out.
1: Now. <laughs> this is where I die now, on the beanbag. Uh, but yeah this has been fantastic really eye-opening really interesting i know you guys are super hungry so we're not going to keep you any longer uh but it's been great to kind of get get into the nitty-gritty of uh, of your work and it's been fantastic
10: if i may quickly uh if anyone is interested in seeing my work um you can see it on uh, uh, uncle frank uh i'm also uncle frank on instagram so amazing you know, yeah say hi uncle frank Hellraiser. That's right. My, my entire <laughs> um, life, come, uh, uh, my entire career stems back to Hellraiser, and by extension, Clive Barker, absolutely. My, my absolute hero.
1: Which uh, they've just announced. Uh, they've just cast their new uh, their new pinhead or I'm, I'm, lead I'm, I'm or head centurion, lead
10: Cenobite, whatever you want I to call am them. I'm fine of it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think Doug Bradley uh, did an amazing job. Uh, I like that he 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 held that. He's put that bar really high. Yeah. Um,
1: can't be worse uh, than the last guy they cast as pinhead
10: I mean I, I, I'm going to defend him a little bit um, <laughs> I think he did a great job yeah um, but yeah Doug Bradley is is always going to be the greatest yeah
1: so it's, a, it's an iconic role an iconic iconic performance iconic actor so yeah
10: oh okay
4: and then um, Doug came next to me and he's peeing, and I suddenly got a stage fright and couldn't pee. And he was like, "You're right." I went, "Yeah, I'm just gonna wait until you finished." Okay. Not awkward at all. But there you go. What, this, this moment, you mean? No, no. him <laughs> telling him badly you couldn't pee. This moment is awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you are, if you are stu- stood next to a man with your penis out and you're not peeing, I, I imagine it would get quite awkward. Uh, I bet I know what he said. Jesus wept. <laughs> oh, you have such sights to show me. Mostly your your penis. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, thank you again very much for your time. You guys have been great. Uh, It's been fantastic talking to you. Hope you enjoy the rest of Grimfest. No worries. This is Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls, the official podcast of Grimfest 2021. And we are here with one of the head honchos at Grimfest. Uh, One of the organisers, one of the most important people, besides guests, besides the audience, she is here to talk all things that go on behind the scenes and all the GrimFest that have ever been, uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
12: Hello, my name's Sarah and I'm the Festival Coordinator and Programmer for GrimFest.
1: You certainly are. <laughs> How has it been so far this year?
12: Uh, it's been amazing. It's um, been a tough year with everything that's been going on with COVID and James Bond coming out the same week <laughs> as, uh, as the festival, so it's a case of having to change things around and, you know... But yeah, it's been great, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's been fun,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, logistics is always a difficult thing when it's a live event. Yep. It's a living, breathing thing event, so it must mm-hmm. be hard to kind of control that. Um, you know, you've got so many staff working yeah. and so many different fingers in the pie, so yep. to speak. Is that hard to kind of keep track of and um, with the guests and everything? We've
12: got quite a good system because um, there's, the, uh, there's three of us three girls who were uh, kind of divvied out the jobs, mm-hmm. so it was myself, Katie and Laura, uh, so Katie's doing the, uh, the screen stuff, keeping, making sure the films are playing okay, keeping an eye on the runners outside making sure that the guests are getting their little audience slips and Laura's doing like Festival Hub Box Office and I'm doing guests and press, so we've managed to divvy out the jobs and obviously mm. we, we jump in and out on other jobs as yeah, well. Yeah of course, so we, yeah. As,
1: as needed. As, as needed, needed, yeah. 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 But...
12: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's
1: what I would expect. Horror, horror is all about feminine power, final girls, and you know, like you know, it's probably the most feminist film genre there is, arguably. You know, potentially. I I don't know. Not maybe not every film, (laughs) but there is a lot of that in there. Yeah. Um, Do you do you have any uh, favorite films that you've seen uh, this year, previous years, or?
12: Uh, I, I love Richard Bates Jr. So we. We were very excited to have King Knight showing here, mm. uh, so that's definitely one of my favourites. Uh, I did manage to catch the Sadness last night, which I missed actually mm. whilst we were programming. So I caught <laughs> caught most of that. That was really very very brutal. Oh, um, we wanted to
1: see that today, but I think we missed it, didn't we. But, yeah. but I've heard great things.
12: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely ugh, definitely one to give nightmares. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, motherly—that's on at the moment. is actually really, really good. I mean, it's really hard to, when you're on the programming team to pick.
1: Of course, yeah.
12: Favorite, and uh, but they're all—they're all good.
1: It is, and and yeah. all the ones we've seen, there's not been a bad. Uh, film in the bunch we've not seen many obviously because we've been so busy but the ones we have seen we've really really enjoyed and and i think that the lineup this year as well has got so much variety as well
12: because we've got more because we've got two screens we've got more so even more stuff than ever so yeah and
1: and and like you've got you know you've got it's an international film festival Mm -hmm. so you've got films from all (laughs) over the place you england america all over so i i I just i love it and uh i've never been before so this is a brand new experience for me. i've always wanted to but like things have gotten Away, I've been busy or I've been away or various other things finances you name it I've got I've got problems I've got loads of problems (laughs) but um but yeah so uh, like this is this was such an opportunity for us and we me and Dennis have grabbed it with both hands and and you guys have done such a good job you know I'm sure there's uh, again a lot of issues behind behind the scenes but you wouldn't notice oh, you would not know in the slightest you know even if like your head is on fire people are like oh it's all fine it's great like you know everybody here has been saying just singing the praises yeah. of, of the whole event and it's amazing hello hi and i know we,
4: you know we came on really late but um you've all been great with us really really kind of accommodating good. and you know i i have this thing about feeling like i'm a pretender i feel like i'm like, i shouldn't really be here but it made me and, and dan feel very welcome oh, good. um You've been, you
12: guys have been great it's been so nice to have you here yeah, um, yeah. i just feel
4: like you know you all kind of know each other yeah and well that's, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's knowing... good and we're like saturday going
3: yeah
6: well,
4: you know it's it's, it's
6: but you're
4: part of the family now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming every year
12: now,
4: right? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I come anyway. He hasn't been oh, I, mean doing I, this. Every oh, year. Yeah, <laughs> hof-
1: yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. If you, if you want us, we're no, here. I'm pretty, sure,
12: I'm pretty sure we will want you again. <laughs> Absolutely, it's been, it's been so nice. Um, because because this year has been very different with COVID as well. We've not had as many people, as much press as normal. So it's nice to have this as an oh, additional, yeah. you know, chance for the guests to talk about their films because that's what they love to do. So.
1: Yeah, we, we were speaking to AJ and he loves to talk. Oh yes. But I, I was like, this is great stuff. Keep oh, going. Great. I'm not going to stop he's you. He's
12: really been lovely. Yeah. With what's him. his What's his favorite?
1: Jason lives
4: Friday thirteenth.
12: <laughs> no a, comment.
1: It, it's a great movie you, you, you and could, Black you Christmas. Can't see Sarah's face. I loved it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and um and um Black Christmas.
12: Hopefully the original. Yo, yeah. Oh yeah.
4: God oh, yeah. 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 Not not this PG thirteen rubbish.
12: Have you seen the most recent one? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
12: Yeah. Not for us. I, mean, I mean that is like. Feminism that's just got ridiculous. Oh, God, it's yeah. insulting to women.
1: I, yeah. Think. Yeah, I think it was a bit too on the nose. Oh, for me. oh
12: we couldn't believe it. We yeah. literally, yeah, yeah, not not but, fans.
4: But when when you've got a perfect movie, why we make it? I know. But you know,
1: yeah. it was it was quite funny because a lot of the stuff he was mentioning, a lot of the stuff he was mentioning, we'd already covered on this podcast. Oh, really? Which is great. Like we did a top five Friday the Thirteenth movies. We did the origins of the slasher movie. We yeah. talked about all the different films that oh, could cool. be. The like we're talking about peeping Tom, Bay of Blood, yep. you know all those, uh, and we think Black Christmas is the slasher, like the original for me, for my money, for Dennis's money, that's the classic. But yeah, and what else? Did, I'm sure he mentioned something else we did as well. Uh, Oh no, I'm doing. Uh, the, the, he's in. He was in the guest, and we Yeah, AJ was in the guest. I'm not sure. AJ speaks to him about that. I'm yeah, sure, that's which, one of my films. <laughs> well, look. Lucky for you, that's uh, out next Friday. On this podcast, we're going to oh, be. Really? Me and my friend Andy are going to be discussing that film. Yeah. Oh cool. So yeah, yeah. in between. So the these the the Grimfest stuff is going to come in between all the other stuff I've got gone going on. It's all it's all pre-recorded, so it's all going out. But. Oh cool. But cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be cool. So there's a bit a bit of everything. Bit of the Grimfest stuff. Bit of cool. added extras.
12: I watched
1: um, You're Next and mm-hmm. Guest, mm-hmm. like in, in the same sitting. So it was like, you know.
12: I don't remember uh, this sounds horrible. I don't actually remember AJ in The Guest, and I've seen that a number of times. Yeah. So, who was he actually playing The Guest?
4: I'm not, I'd, I'd I uh, yeah. Seen him for a while, yeah. yeah. I'll have
12: to ask him. Yeah. I know.
4: In, was I, that I, going to be
12: actually, no, is that a bit insulting if I ask him that? I <laughs> think oh, <laughs> she'll be like... fine.
4: Just, you know, redo
1: your lines for me, Because Yeah, you know.
12: then I'll know. So he, is he I'm assuming he's a friend of the director, is he?
1: Yeah, well, this, he seems to have a lot of Ty West stuff on his, uh, on his uh, resume. Oh, yes. Uh, so House of the Devil, The Sacrament, yeah. things like that.
12: Yeah, uh, that's, that's some of my favourite films. I I'd still I I'd, I'd still need to talk to him about that because um, I've been talking to him a lot, uh, but I haven't had a chance to talk to him mm-hmm. about his actual work it's all been about... Doing stuff at the of course, festival. yeah, yeah. So he absolutely
1: walking. didn't want to talk about Night Drive whatsoever. He didn't want
12: to talk about <laughs> it. He didn't want to talk about
1: it at all. I was, like, I was like, we've got to talk about Night Drive. He's like, do we have to talk, let's talk about Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah,
12: they're, bit, they're
1: Ted Lasso fans, aren't they? Yeah, massive. I yeah. um, but it was great. But so House of also. the Devil's a good one because D-, D. Wallace was was in that yes, as course. well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. and obviously, you're, the, is the Q and A today the Howling Q and A? Was that Sunday? Uh,
12: howling is tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow, uh, yeah. tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. So she's she's streaming in. She's uh, zooming. Is that right? Or it's all Skype?
12: Pre-recorded. Oh,
1: it's pre-recorded. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's still good. That's yeah. still good. I, I mean I I'd, I'd love to have, I'd love to have you know had her on this podcast that would have been amazing I know, but I know. it's
12: it's we it would is have what loved it to is. We'd have had her here but it's it in person, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, it just yeah, it didn't work out in the end for various reasons, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Like we said, lo- it's logistics yeah, and stuff. Yeah. We had a, so. we had,
12: a, we had a, a, she had a really good interview with us. so, yeah. No, it was good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think if anybody is deserving of a lifetime achievement award, I think it's, it's D Wallace. Absolutely. Like, we're talking about feminist horror icons. D Wallace is up there. You know, even E.T. was a bit of a, a horror film for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. when E.T. starts dying and he looks like an old dog poo. Yeah. Um, that was terrifying to me as a child. I don't know about anybody else.
12: Well, I know, yeah. It, it hasn't. An old dog poo. Yeah. <laughs> it so, does.
1: It does. You do? Oh, okay. So we'll,
4: we'll, we'll bring it to a bit of a close now because yeah. I know you're a busy, busy lady being, you know, one of the people who run this whole thing you know, super important and it's so nice that you've given us a bit of time out of your mega, mega busy, super busy, you know, organising schedule. So, favourite horror movie?
1: Shining. Oh, I can't speak to you anymore now. There you go. (laughs) I love The Shining, so don't listen to him. His his opinion is invalid.
12: I love lots of, but that's always going to be top. I love The Wicker Man as well, Oh, I, yes, I like a yeah. lot of the older stuff, see, see the yeah I mean, and I love, I love like modern, like I say modern, Scream and you know those kind of films, mm-hmm. yeah all the, yeah all the, all that's,
1: the where, that's where we met Simeon when we, were, we went to the Wes Craven Marathon, oh at
12: the plaza, yeah yeah, yeah so we, yeah. we met him oh, well, there, I was meant to be there
1: then actually but I didn't end up going in there, oh you could have met us, yeah, Well, <laughs> even sooner
12: but now, now, and now we're, we're
1: here. here. So now we've had this time. Yes. But again, thank you so much. We know you're very busy, so we'll let you go. But thank you very
12: much for having me. It's
1: been amazing. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye. Bye. So this is Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls podcast, the official podcast of Grimfest 2021. And we are here with two very special people who are very full-on stuck in to getting this to be the best horror festival, not only in the Northwest but of the entire UK, maybe even the world. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
13: It's very good. I am Rachel Hayes, and I am a programmer for GrimFest, and I also do a lot of volunteering for the events on the festival itself.
14: And I'm Claire Harrison. I'm also a programmer for GrimFest, and I uh, volunteer at the October Festival, and we, again, help out through with events throughout the year.
1: So you are very, very, very helpful. We are
14: indeed <laughs> Yes <laughs> We're trying to be I suppose we do a lot of the Q&As as well Oh yes we do So we've yeah. done a lot of the Q&As in last so, year while we were um, all locked down We did uh, oh, okay. a lot of the live ones We've been in, yeah. Yeah, enjoying using Zoom And yes. getting to chat to filmmakers
13: all over the world
1: Amazing that must, be, like that. that must be fun Who was your favourite guest who you got to ask questions of?
14: We're going to say Tom Tom, oh, Tom lovely Plummy. Yeah Yeah Tom Homley from Absolutely. Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. I don't know yeah. if you've seen
1: it. I have not, but that oh, sounds amazing it's already.
14: It's so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. set in a game store and it's like a, a little throwback to like 8 bit and like, okay. all the, uh, like it.
1: Tron, it
3: kind of Starfighter, a, of, a little thing. Um, ooh,
14: yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. A video yeah. game from and Shoes. Kevin that. Smith. And Kevin Smith has a cameo in it as well. Well, I'm sold.
3: I'm a big there Kevin Smith fan, yeah, so. <laughs>
1: Ooh. Oh really? Ooh.
14: So even Kevin Smith's trying to cancel
3: you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone's canceling Dennis. Yeah, I don't know. He can go home now. Dennis is the schmoozer, the schmoozer, and the uh, the seducer of people of of many. Um, but he's here. Uh, do you have any questions, Dennis, that you'd like to ask? I'm sure. So, horror fans.
14: Very much so. Yeah. Very
1: much so. Are your Um
4: I'm assuming, are you? do you have partners, are they horror fans?
13: Yes and no. Um, I have a husband who I do try to drag to Grimfest events, but as you probably noticed, he's not been here this year. He's getting a bit fed up with it all now because he isn't the world's biggest horror fan, but one of the first films we watched together was Candyman, so he does like his horror, but he's probably more, He gets. he still gets scared. And I don't really get scared by horror. We just—I don't know why. I just don't. So it's a bit much for him. He's like, "Oh, I can't cope with any more of these movies. He's not watching another Grimfest film. Bless him. You know, Bless him. Can we not just watch, you know, a common nice comedy, Love or Actually, something? or something?
14: Yeah, I don't you know. Like, no.
4: And yeah. and and yourself?
14: Not currently, no. Um, I mean, so you're single. I am indeed. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Which was what? I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to say to that.
4: So what sort? Of, what sort of movies do you like to
14: watch? <laughs> um, anything and everything, to be honest. Like obviously, being here at Grimfest, we get to see a lot of independent films, and a lot of stuff that you know you might not, you wouldn't catch otherwise. And part of the beauty of programming them is that you get to bring them to a wider audience. Yeah. You know, you get to share that passion with other people. So, yeah. You know. And then
13: sometimes even get to make, meet the filmmakers. Exactly. Like in yeah. person. I mean, yeah, some I, I, of the the films that like, I remember seeing The Shed um, in the More Shady Film in the Cannes Film Festival. And I said, oh, we've got a program that's film. And then, you know, next, like maybe a year or so later, you stood in Manchester in your hometown with the director of the film, just totally chatting monsters. and and That sounds absolutely
4: amazing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So with my events as well, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy kind of bringing people over who haven't come over before, people who, you know, just on the cusp of being either really famous or been famous, and now they're just, you know, happy retirement, but bringing them to a new audience is, is great.
14: Yeah, it's kind of like um, peeking behind the veil sometimes, isn't it? Because you you get all these people from around the world come in, and you get to chat to and you realise that, you know what? We're, there's no di- we're, no difference, isn't no, there? The no, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no need to feel like in know Well, you you are in awe of these people, yeah. of course. But mm. yeah, but yeah when she... you, you get to spend a whole weekend hanging out with them, and you get to form those bonds. It's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we were, we were speaking to AJ earlier, AJ. and we were just and we were just going. <laughs> we were just going through the list of all the things he was like i love this i love that i love this and i was like we covered all of these on the podcast like it's like great minds think i like yeah and we, were-
13: we're, we all like the same things and it's like we're one big family you know it's nice you meet these people that you think what will i have in common with them but you have everything in common with them but they might be mm. from the other side of the world yeah
1: no 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 i've got one <laughs> um i have to say that i think that is down to you guys as programmers as well the the aspect of the community the larger family the the vibe the atmosphere is so good like we've had an absolute ball uh we've not had any difficulties or any problems with anybody the variety of stuff that's on the variety of horror uh within the program you know Films internationally and America, UK. I think it's such a you've done such a great job in just organising it, putting it all together, and making sure it all works and all the logistics and everything. It's a
13: massive team effort. I mean, Steve does the majority of the programming. It's such a shame he can't be with us this year, but because his his knowledge of film is just exemplary, and he watches every single film, you know. And he, so he ends up selecting most of the program because he just—he's a machine. He's the beating heart of Grimfest, really isn't he? And he is, yeah, yeah. He absolutely. And his, his, is. his passion you know, shines through. Yeah. Yeah. He loves talking to the fans, you know, the regulars, and then Sim as well, the festival director, Simian. Yeah, he's, you know, he's—he makes this happen. Mm. If it wasn't for for him, this wouldn't exist.
1: Absolutely, and he's he's been really lovely to us, really welcoming. And Dennis has been communicating quite with quite a lot, apart from missing an email or two.
13: Well, then you've got exactly. Then you've got the whole team behind. You've got Katie and and Laura and everyone Sarah, works so hard just, together, don't they? Yeah. Pulling it all together,
4: and that, it does come across that you all get on as well, which I think's half the battle. Yeah,
3: definitely. I
4: think if you're all kind of oh, striving okay. for the same thing, and all having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a giggle, and not taking everything too yeah. seriously, that comes across with with people who attend. You know, they can That's, relax straight yes. away, and we found that that it, you know, I was saying to observe that you know we felt a bit on the fringes because we're like you know, but now we feel part of the family. Yeah
3: you know yeah. we we're, we're,
4: we're like the uncles you only invite to the wedding if you've seen oh. them fifteen times now now we're actually invited, so
3: Excellent.
4: you know but it's cool if you were to if you were to think think about um you you programming films in what movie would you choose to kind of open Grimfest if you could choose any film
13: well, it's a tough one because we tend to look for new films
5: so we always yeah. want
13: to be the first to, to like get it and, get it quick get it first and show it you all and just show it off and like be really excited about it so we're just always looking for what's new what's what's different something different something new something exciting i think um one of the best examples of that and i'm gonna forget its name now was the russian one where it just kept bang 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 me and steve saw it in can
3: which one
14: why don't you just? Die? Oh, why
13: don't you just die? Yeah. What's so why fest? don't you just ah. die? I think he's a perfect example of what we look for in a Fest film. Mm. So me and Steve went to see that um, when they were trying to sell the rights to it. That was a ten thirty um, slot as well, wasn't it? I think. And that's... we just sat there and we're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> blown away in our seats. Just relentless, um, funny, um, fabulous, look great. Just we had such a blast, you know an hour and a half two hours goes by like that mm. and you just then you just walk out going oh i feel great and that was amazing that was so much fun and it was so gory and it was so violent and isn't horror brilliant yeah. you know okay.
14: and, that's it, it that's a little grim yeah. tip though sometimes it's it's the 10 30 slaughters isn't it they're Ooh. the ones you have to watch out for okay they will, right. uh, yeah They're a little bit off the wall, a little bit punchy. Mm. That's where we They'll take you by surprise. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: We we really enjoyed uh, Two Witches. Have you managed to see that one? I I missed that one. So good. So, so good. I'm going to adapt. It made you sick, though, didn't it? It did, yeah. (laughs) Really?
13: I'm getting a bit queasy in my old age. And maybe it's like being a woman, but, you know, the scene where, like, obviously...
1: Oh, of course, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was feeling a bit we won't spoil, we won't spoil oh, it. We won't spoil, no, spoil it. it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh
13: no.
1: I'm, go- I'm oh, going no. to adapt Dennis's Please. question a little bit. So, um, so we in this podcast we celebrate kind of underappreciated, underrated, oh, okay. cult media films that people haven't seen but they really yeah. should. So I'm going to adapt that question. Maybe maybe one that you like, like throughout time, could be like a really obscure one an international one that people haven't seen uh, what would you pick for the programming
14: God. yeah I mean, maybe what what doesn't get enough credit yeah. it's weird isn't it because i feel like there's a cycle at the minute where um, uh, a lot of like 80s gems are being reevaluated mm-hmm. and are being pushed closer to our uh, cult status like you know it happened with demons didn't it yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah I'd, which I'd, we covered on this podcast i love demons <laughs> 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 um, and yeah uh, the Blob's getting a lot of... Um, yeah, the 80s uh, one, yeah. Yeah, it's getting yeah, a lot of, it? Yeah, it's getting... A lot of people are calling for, like, um, you know, a new, like, transfer and things like that at the minute. Yeah. You see these people, like, these messages on Instagram, you know, mm. like, all these fans talking about things that are up and coming or not, not necessarily... Coming, yeah. But that was, they were missed. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of, like, Microwave Massacre in the Video Dead films <laughs> like that are getting a lot of fandom again. Yeah. Which i think like, well, i
1: think it's due to like arrow releases as well definitely. which are great yeah, and like yeah. we we went to see uh, we went to see uh the do you know the chapel picture house yes yes we went to see the double bill of demons and we recorded it uh, oh, it was the 4k, it? Yeah, it was yeah, the 4K. Yeah. we were very lucky to see that and it was uncut yeah. italian yeah. version yeah. subtitles but we prefer the dub anyway don't we because so the, 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 the dub is funny <laughs> the dub is funny <laughs> oh, but it <laughs> matches as well it matched yeah. better than the than the dub <laughs> yeah. the, yeah with all the sound problems i have i kind of in some ways i, I kind of understand why they don't record any of the audio because they usually i know in suspiria they were like building the set in the next room so they're like you know like hello i'm here to do some ballet that's so just a lot of that um but yeah I, I, demons is a good demons is a really good shout um I, we do uh, I've, the next podcast we've got coming up is actually on the guest
14: Oh, I love the guest.
1: Which you know, it made no money. No, it it's really amazing. Didn't. It's yeah. incredible. AJ was in it as well. He was
14: in it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So,
1: uh, so that's that's weirdly coincidentally quite cool that we were already covering that. Uh, and I think that is just an incredible film, regardless. It it's is, just... isn't it? I
14: love how Dan Stevens has kind of broken out from from that into like Downton and Beauty and the Beast and all yeah. these like mainstream big budget movies, but he's in this like little underappreciated gem of a film. Oh. Yeah,
4: my wife only fancies
1: him in the guest.
14: I only fancy him in the guest. Yeah, I everything don't else, see him not in interested. Saw his fancy pants stuff
1: no I'm not that way inclined but even I fancy <laughs> him in the guest I think uh, I think speaking of speaking of the guest I think uh, I think we're uh, we're done unless there's anything else you'd like to say yeah. I want
14: to ask you some questions Oh uh, well,
1: well. These, these I mean we're speaking to experts they, they <laughs> yeah. do this these are the these are the Q&A queens so so yeah ask us some questions please
14: no, Who's been your favorite guest of the weekend so far that
1: you've Oh good question um really enjoyed speaking to pj mccabe Yay. of uh, of um uh, the beta test uh he was really like when we got that like first first recording we did was with pj and that was like oh my god he's one of the biggest guests here quick <laughs> uh he was lovely he was really accommodating as well i really enjoyed speaking to uh it was nice to speak to the entire cast of when the screaming starts because it was like it's like.
14: Yeah, passing
1: the yeah. mic around. I did it. a
14: virtual Q and A for the for the festival oh next gosh. week, and it, but there was, there was only like me and four of them. Yeah. yeah. Halfway, I was cat sitting on my friends, and halfway through, the he knocked
6: on.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Awkward. Awkward indeed. Yeah.
14: It's not my house, not my post. <laughs> I felt obligated to be like, sorry guys, I'm gonna have to get.
1: This. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, that's not. Oh. So dear. bad. Yeah. Well, they, they they brought their own cat. With them today. Oh, they did. Yes, Paul Richard, Paul Richard, the stuffed cat. But he turned out to be the the best guest, I think. Uh, actually, yeah. No, the
14: number one VIP Forget
1: AJ, forget PJ, all the all the Js. Um, I think I think Richard Richard the stuffed cat was my favourite.
3: We get very excited. Yeah. I think I
1: think as a as a co-host, I think I'm going to replace Dennis with Richard the stuffed cat. I think because uh, we'll avoid being cancelled that way. I think uh, if we have. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Dennis, any any of the other guests that you quite enjoyed uh, speaking to? You two.
14: Wait, oh. bless you. Oh. Of course. Charmer. Charmer. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, he's, that's what you should say. You two.
4: Um, I like, I can't remember the names, the um, two witches guys. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah,
4: they're just so, the kind of enthusiasm for everything is just so infectious. Yes. Um, and these, you, such kind of, I don't know, of like on... on batteries constantly and so well, you're well, talking we were to him that film. We were, oh, we were like, yeah coming out <laughs> of the movie saying describe it in one word oh, yeah. there you go move on I don't no, even know anymore yeah so but I it's hard to choose because yeah. everyone's been really lovely yeah everyone's been really nice Dance, Um. Audience, yeah no, no one's no one's rolled their eyes no one's been kind of like wanting to kind of everyone's wanted to stay longer than we had time wise yeah. as yeah. well which has been really nice uh, but no they've all been lovely
13: yeah, I think it shows that they make the effort to come to these festivals. So I, to meet I, the fans.
4: I think it's very... I think this sort of film festival is very different in the fact, one, I think horror fans are different. Yeah. I think they, they appreciate the art form, they appreciate, you know, what goes into it. I also think they appreciate the indie scene more with horror than yes. any other really genre. But I also think when you're talking to people who want the movies to be seen and, you know, the the so kind of like... To which is saying how much we loved it, and you could clearly see they were happy and, the fact we, we loved it. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's and that's I just want you to tell other people about it all the time and say, like, you know, you must go and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, i I always find horror um festivals, horror cons just very, very different to anywhere else, like Comic-Cons. Because with Comic-Cons, you get people who are into the movies, people into the comics, people into the cosplay, people who don't know anything and just turn up We're well, here. We're all doing the same thing, yeah. you know. Out of all those movies, there'll be some you don't like, some you love, some you think are okay. But the good thing about a festival is, you hit. You don't like this one now. The next one the you're next gonna one, like. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
14: There's, yeah. there's always the next film. Yeah, very much and, so. You know, with such a diverse like selection of programming, yeah. you, you are kind of choice, especially yeah. with two screens yeah. this year as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's hard to make that choice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only um, bugbear with it. But yeah
4: do you have any other questions for us
14: I think that's it yeah, no are no? no. you sure uh, is there anything else you're looking forward to seeing this weekend uh,
1: we're seeing the pizza gate massacre yes
14: I heartily recommend
1: Excellent. it have you seen it's, it uh, yes it's oh, great
14: yeah. I did the q with John Valley it's as well and he's oh. brilliant yeah, yeah really can't wait for that guy.
1: and then um, is there another one later I think
3: yeah,
1: yeah, I I'm, yeah. I'm sure it'll be good Actually, whatever, whatever it is yes
14: especially on day three yeah
1: we've missed them yeah yeah just just the way it's fallen
14: you've you've been busy guys we
1: try we try like we we want to support you as best you can and facilitate and make it as easy as possible for you uh and because you've made it so easy for us to to be here and we really really appreciate
14: yeah yeah that's it absolutely yeah
1: issues with with
4: covid and um people being sometimes a little bit unwilling you know we've got friends who haven't come because of covid so you know the fact you've managed to put it on anyway and the size yeah. you put it on it's pretty commendable because you know i think you're one of the biggest of like this sort of event which took place and so far yeah. Yeah. yeah um so next year it's going to be hopefully back to normal oh
3: definitely um,
4: I'm going to wear shorts more because I am sweating my absolute <laughs> testicles off
3: that's
14: why I put mine Global on today yeah. are you also sweating your testicles off a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are
4: ever so slightly um, sweaty but no it's uh, so I, I, I went to the very first Grim Grim up north yeah I went to the very mm-hmm. first one um, and I went to, the thing, went to the second one I went to some screenings at um, Dan House went to a Nightbreed and those sort of stuff. So I've always been in and around it. And actually, yeah. I'm on the YouTube video of the first one. A guy oh, sticks excellent. a microphone in my face. What do you think? And I'm very northern. It's great.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I brought me whippet and everything. Um, now, you're the, now
3: you're grabbing people put the microphone off
4: people. Yeah, yeah. God, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but no, I, I, I want people to come and celebrate what I love. You know, I love
1: comics, I love metal, and I love horror. I think they all link well together. So uh, one of one of your staff members potentially hinted that we may well return next year. Excellent. But we're not going to count our chickens just yet. Yeah. I
14: like the idea. Yeah. It's it's not a a
1: done deal, but but we we've really enjoyed it and we love the opportunity and we're very grateful, Uh, blessed. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag blessed uh, to be here, uh, and again you guys have a bit brilliant. So I just want to thank you for doing thank you very what
3: you up. do. It's been thank a pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Take care, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of Grimfest. And you too. don't work too hard. Absolutely not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're back with Spider Dan and the Secret Balls podcast, the official podcast of Grimfest 2021, That's and we it is intense. Yeah. It's, it's, been, I'm it's invested. been, I mean, it's, it, it's not been camping, as in, in intense, but it has been intense. Well, then
15: why do I have a sleeping bag on me? <laughs> I feel completely falsely prepared. What did you sell?
1: To be to be fair, I mean, I, I mean, you could stay here. It's probably easier than actually travelling back into Manchester. It has been an absolute nightmare for us. I don't know about you. So
15: many construction sites, but. You know, therefore, uh, hopefully, the results will be positive infrastructure.
1: You would hope so. You You would would hope hope so. So. But uh, before we get into the uh, uh, misgivings about Manchester (laughs) City Centre, please introduce yourself and what you do here as part of GrimFest.
15: So my name is Mariam. Some may know me as Lady Mariam, and I do Q&As and interviews with the guests we have, uh, invited to the festival i also love chatting to the audience and the attendees and i'm the overall uh mouthy festival person <laughs> that is i guess if i was to print it on a business card that would be the title
1: marion mouthpiece
15: yes yeah double m
1: there you go very
15: Ooh. intentional very stage name esque. Yes. Cool. oh i like
1: it i like yeah, it yeah um <laughs> so uh who have you spoken to this year uh, that you've really enjoyed chatting with or giving all the Q's and them giving all the A's?
15: Wow, well, uh, that's an intense question. It I is. don't know if you knew what Q and A stand for. Um, I, I, no idea, no, the the please. Q's are the questions. Oh, okay. okay. I know, I have to look it up. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very yeah. It's very intense. I don't like um,
1: acronyms or, or, you know, or, or breakdowns. I, I, I like everything super complex.
15: Well, but. I mean... I, I don't have a PhD in Q and A's no. but I feel like if there was one oh, then I, I wouldn't be accepted to study it at, at uni. <laughs> but I would I would apply if I made the deadline for the application. The A's are the answers, by the way. I feel like we're getting oh, a yeah, little off-topic
1: here. Yeah, obviously, you want to. We want to make sure that this is an accessible podcast for everybody, especially exactly. people who don't know who Q, Q and A's are. I mean, it's
15: it's really it's it's a field of, of its own. I feel
1: like you're. I feel like you're trying to choose or 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 trying to find an answer. I think you might be avoiding the question because uh, absolutely
15: you, not. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, I need to think backwards. because yeah, of course, yeah. Three days of festival, believe it or not, are no, quite fine. stimulating. No,
1: that's alright. Like, you have been like we've 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 seen you twice i think in all the 3 days you've been that busy and it so. was
15: two times too many <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then you and then you coughed on us, you know, quite a lot. So
15: it's a lucky cough. I did it, it, it because I care.
1: Yes, it's not a COVID cough. Just not a, a, know, COVID, it's not cough. a COVID cough. It's I'm just, very tested. It, but yeah, yeah, very tested <laughs> for for Almost all too all of the tested. diseases. All the diseases. <laughs> not yeah. all of them. So, oh, okay. So
15: maybe be a little careful. <laughs> so, some of the
1: diseases. So just watch it. Watch Marion for any <laughs> rogue diseases. But like <laughs> again, again. <laughs> Consid- considering you do q and as you're not that <laughs> you're not that good on the uh, on the older uh, a's are you we are waiting a on q the a's kind of you're great at the cues sure <laughs> but when we flip the script and now we're asking you the cues well, yeah.
15: I have so well, you miss you've missed absolutely. You've you've missed the Q
1: and A Q&A without any A's. Uh, okay, cool. So we're, we're going to get there, <laughs> so
3: I think so. I think so.
1: She's been she's been kind of um, kind of getting very slowly to the answer. I want to. I don't even know what the question was anymore
15: of the, of the uh, podcast <laughs> and the personality is uh, is it's, fun. Uh, so fun. Yeah, oh yeah, it is and fun and educational.
1: I, I, I mean, we are style. we are waiting for the education. you still not the question. <laughs>
15: I feel like now it's almost awkward to answer the question. I feel like I have to ask another question.
1: <laughs> it was just, I was just asking, who was the best guest to have a Q and A with, and or
15: any. He asked for anything. Any it I, I doesn't matter. I don't care.
1: Like all, just say all of them. That would be fine. That's well, a quick all answer. All of them were great. there. We go. How right. did you to
3: introduce
1: yourself? Yeah, we got that. Yeah, we, got I mean, that I mean and we we missed it right at the start, but we, I didn't manage to squeeze that in just yeah, briefly. But we're, um, we're good like that. <laughs> So,
15: but, no, so, no, just yes, to go, go through on. some of the people I've spoken to, mm-hmm. uh, today I had the pleasure of speaking to A.J. Bowen, who um, is the lead actor in Night Drive.
1: It is Night Drive, that's that right. It is yeah. Night Drive. And co-producer, I believe, on Night Drive as well.
15: Uh, yes, he makes a point out of that. <laughs> but we just, no, yeah. he's no. a co-producer and, uh, and, yeah, and acts in it. He's oh, fantastic absolutely. in yeah. it. Um, I also got to interview August and Mirabelle, who are two of the yes. stars in Slapface, mm. Jeremiah Kipp's uh, film. Fantastic. Mm. A little heavy, but uh, very interesting. Mm. And um, I also got a QA with the producer, uh, co director, mm-hmm. co producer, co star, co writer of the beta test.
1: We're oh, we yeah speak of the devil, oh, down. Here, here is A.J. Bowen.
15: Hey,
2: A.J. Maryam, what do you think about um, Jason Lives Friday the 13th, Part 6? Directed by Tom McLaughlin. I haven't
15: seen it yet.
2: Oh. Oh my god. Oh, am I cancelled now? I hope this podcast episode goes great. No. <laughs> no, stop it. How dare you? How dare you?
1: So that was <laughs> A.J. A.J. A- AJ Bowen Thanks, AJ. swooping <laughs> in and doing it. He was so much I've better at the Q and A thing than you are, so
15: <laughs> Well now you know what i He why asked you I the question the and you
1: answered that, but when I asked you a very basic question, it's the same. Shame, shame.
15: PJ is who we were talking about. PJ, the co director, co actor, co writer of the beta test. Yes. co-everything the
1: co-man with all that all the hats man the co-man he he was great he was our very co-man first guest the barbarian. Uh, and he was very very welcoming and you know we were literally like we've set up we need to get something now and he came over and he just put us all at ease and stuff so it was well, the great.
15: opposite of what i'm doing <laughs> That that is good. I'm not, I'm not I feel easy. Like, I'm leaving.
1: It yeah, there. fair enough. I, I do feel a little bit like I'm interviewing a politician a little. Like, <laughs> I just feel like all the questions are like deflecting, or there's no there's no straight answer.
15: I feel like we are stronger in numbers. Okay. And together we can achieve greatness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wouldn't so, you say? so? I, I agree. I agree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send over another question, and again <laughs> we're gonna see how how and long you can,
15: minutes later. how long you can
1: dodge it for. Uh, so
15: I'm so sorry to everyone <laughs> who actually listens to this uh, Everyone Apologies. who wants
1: more information about the <laughs> behind the scenes going on And all the stuff uh, so they are just intrigued. like, They're just like uh, Okay, so it's like a, interviewing a brick wall, okay
15: uh, <laughs> <laughs> A chuckling brick wall It's the best kind <laughs> Oh, someone just brought someone, me food Someone we, delivered we This haven't... just in, behind oh, the scenes information This is it this is... I have dinner now What does he
1: want? Mm, yeah, I don't know now.
15: He wants me to wave.
1: Yeah, whilst doing the trust. podcast. We've Look,
15: we like, you haven't even asked the second I know, question. I know, I haven't yet. even. Cause, cause like
1: this. <laughs> we've got so, <laughs> uh, nothing. You're literally nothing. We've had AJ sweep in. We're having food delivered. <laughs> Dennis is leaving. This is the most chaotic of the podcast we've done so far. This is. I it, am honored. Thank you. I, I want to say how long. Here we go. Question number two. Okay. The, uh, well, you know, three, I guess, if we count AJ's. <laughs>
15: How long continue. have
1: you been involved with Grimfest, and Ooh. and how has it been thus far in the length of all the Grimfest you've been involved with?
15: Interesting question. Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Interesting question.
1: Great, thanks. Yeah, here we go.
15: As someone who it's usually complimenting poses me to, questions to, to dodge herself, it. Yes, that was it. fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. May I just tell you what a great question. Thank you, you very say. much. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I used to like many people who are involved in Grimfest attend the festival as an audience member, mm. love the festival, the fact that everyone was friendly regardless of their status and their role within Grimfest. The film selection is fantastic, very diverse, yeah. high quality films. Mm. I think Grimfest is definitely if you want distributors in the UK to notice you, Grimfest is the festival to go to. And then at some point, you know, after meeting Simon Rachel, hold on. <clears throat> oh, die. See, I laugh too much. That's a problem. <coughs> this is what happens when I actually answer good. questions. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> mm. Please don't. I'm dying. You are hearing me this live. This die. Thank you.
1: Oh, my God. Death oh my God, by please. podcast.
15: I will return as a ghost and haunt you forever. Oh, no. That's we not a good thing. We can't record that. Every time no. you...
1: <laughs> For me, it'll be a lot. I mean, that, so. I mean, surely that would help the process. <laughs> yeah, even you.
15: a ghost has a limit to its time. Okay. Like,
1: I think. I think with Dennis, I think if you if you were there, a bird's eye view on him doing his business, the even the ghost would be scared. I think.
15: So after meeting Sim and Rachel and mm-hmm. and getting to know the rest of the team a little more uh, intimately, if you will, oh, okay, uh, okay, I realized that I would be honored if I had the opportunity to use whatever few and weak skills I had to contribute to this festival. Luckily enough, they were having a bad day and I caught them off guard and they agreed to it. Uh, And then I started doing the Q and A's. And unlike, I guess, other people who conduct Q and A's, my focus has always been the filmmakers and getting to know them. We watch films, we are quick to give feedback and criticism, Mm. what we like, what we dislike. Mm. But making films is an incredible accomplishment. So getting to know the thought process behind a film or perhaps what obstacles were in filmmakers' way when they made these films, it gives a completely different appreciation for their craft and the results that come out of it. And that's something, as someone who conducts these interviews, I care very much about. Mm. I want people to not just say, oh, I got to see the director, the actor, the producer. Yeah. I want people to say, wow, I understand what they were thinking, what they went through, and I appreciate the film more having that information. So that's where I go with these Q&As, and, and I love it. And mm. I seem to be doing something right because I am still here. Security has not caught me yet. I change my outfit <laughs> hourly so they don't know what I look like.
1: Make sure you've got your pass on. Just be like, yeah, I have, I've I a pass. I
15: Honestly, I, I haven't put my pass on yet. But I'm one of the few Americans I think people remember. So away from...
4: Here, what do you do? What's your, what's your life like? What, you know, job-wise? My you know, life. Stuff?
15: Well, let me tell you. Let me spin you tale. <laughs> i uh, I've never told anyone this, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just cry it out a little bit. Um, so I actually do work in the horror industry um, as a presenter, as a producer, uh, cross-media, not just film. Um, dabble a little in events, video games, literature, really, you name it. Uh, If there is a horror IP that I feel I can use my contacts to different industries to extend, that is what I do. So I basically use that um, fake skill of networking Mm. and knowing people who are really good at specific things, and I bring them together. (laughs) And that is what I do, but exclusively for horror.
1: Nice. Nice. A bit like you then, Dennis. You've got the similar skills. I do bring people together. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Mutual hate. Sometimes just banging their heads together, just yeah. physically, just <laughs> bam. Got to bang know. it out. Just
15: cross
4: the two guns, bring them together.
1: Yeah, I've got, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a business model. It is a business. I mean, business. it's illegal madam. in <laughs>
15: some countries, but I mean, I but you're offering them protection. It's a deal. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, it's going to be taxed. It's going oh, to be taxed in oh, All by the books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice bringing people together. No, it's
4: nice
15: bringing. Together. Uh, no, no, no <laughs> I, I, you hate disagree. people, Dennis. You told
1: I, me today. I do hate. Yeah, people.
15: but people who hate people are the best at Loving really understanding people, and ultimately, oh I mean, this is a little philosophical, but there's no right or wrong. You just want to make sure people match.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I bring writers and artists together. You do, and stuff you like do. That, so yeah,
3: yeah,
15: yeah. I think so. And once they manage to break free from the chains, they run to the police. But you've been wearing a mask, so yeah. they can't identify you. No, yeah. apart from the fact that I always use my real name.
1: Of course, shit! I gotta stop. You like, you like that. James Bond, Ooh. though. You're quite proud of that. You're like, I'm yeah. a secret agent. This is my real name. Yeah. <laughs> have at <laughs> it. Have at it. What, what do, it? do about it?
3: Minus okay. secret agent, yeah. plus license, serial license killer. To-
1: schmooze you know License what, to schmooze. What,
4: what are you working on at
1: the moment what are you doing at the moment uh, can so, you tell us or not is oh. it <sighs> top like you said it's IP isn't it it's IP so I guess it's it, very it,
15: it's very restrictive but I just signed the contract with a uh, German production company for television and I will be producing and co-presenting a docuseries that goes oh. into production next year about um, well I can't say what it's about but it okay. is related to creepy things and it's not a ghost hunting show <laughs> Although it might involve ghost hunting, if that's what we're in the mood for. Um, and other than that, I'm not sure if you're interested, but Tell I'm going to be at a conference in Milan in November, mm-hmm. speaking on a panel about audio-visual synchronicity uh, and explaining why, especially in the horror genre, sound is such an important part of storytelling. But I'm also involved in, a, in an EU project called Creative Shift, where we tackle problems of the creative industry in Europe, and try to find solutions. I am the official ambassador of the funding and financing department, and I will be holding a presentation on our findings of the last year at the very same conference. It's called Line Check in Milan, in Italy.
1: Wow,
4: she's she's more important
1: than us. Yeah, yeah, a little smug about it too. She's a little bit smug. I bit I, I, I do smug. love
15: showing a off. Smug,
1: yeah. there is, there is,
3: there is.
15: But how do I know I'm points. worth anything if I don't get constant validation? True, that is true. I'm well, not pretty enough for the looks, so I gotta <laughs> go with something.
4: Don't say yourself
3: sharp.
15: I am a short person though. That's why I am like it. not yeah. even five foot two. That
4: was quite that was quite witty for me. I I, was, I guess. So. You know what that was
15: excellent.
4: I, I just wanna say that I, I think the people who do the Q and A's here, you know,
1: are awesome yes I agree. I agree yeah. I agree I'm agree. i jealous that
15: I don't get to do all the Q&A's I mean the,
1: but only if you could like split yourself in half I can't yeah
15: and and you know what it's it's fine because having a team and being able to split it all is great but whether it's the cast from the Eagle Inn or um you know the the filmmakers behind Two Witches everyone who's been here has been absolutely fantastic
1: so charming, uh, so, so charming. Yeah. Everybody like we've not had a single issue really no, with, with any of the guests or any of the uh, the staff members, the Q and A people. Mm. Or? So
4: what about what about modelling? Have you done any modelling?
15: <laughs> yes, I do. Do quite a bit of alternative horror modelling. Okay. Uh, are you referring to the comic book? I. I- I don't refer to anything.
4: I'm just, I'm just intrigued.
15: So, so.
1: Tell me, tell me more. I'm, I am intrigued.
15: Okay, (laughs) so I do character modeling for horror illustrations. Nice. So I've done the the main villain. From Hatchet. I'm trying to think. What was his name again? Victor Crowley. So I've posed for Victor Crowley, um, but I also with posed, the with the
1: makeup with the um, with the face.
15: Yes, as okay. well. Um, I've also posed for the cover of Shot Value. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a body par thing. Yeah. Um, my legs were on the cover with a bunch of rats uh, for a book by Danny Brown. Mm. Um, I've been on a Ramsey Campbell book cover as a as a broken stone angel um so yeah and a whole bunch of stuff like that so that's cool yeah i do oh, i no. do weird horror modeling um don't be don't yeah. sound,
1: don't be ashamed of that it's it's incredible i, it's I credible think it's model- awesome modeling. yeah I,
15: I also recently got to play a femme fatale so for the first time ooh. i wasn't just a monster i got to put on actual lipstick and an <laughs> eyeliner and i was like ooh, this is an yeah. experience
1: i would like to see the victor crowley picture side by side with that and you know Yes. You know, one of those ones where it's like, use your reaction, see which one you like more. Well,
15: I have very strong shoulders, so even though I don't necessarily look like Victor Crowley <laughs> <laughs>
3: per se, I mean, I mean no, <laughs> but
15: I can act like I just threw This is a purely audio
1: <laughs> medium, so we, we, you could look like Victor Crowley for all, for all our uh, audience knows. So.
15: I'm not that handsome. <laughs> what a handsome girl hatchet face that's right yeah no I'll I'll find the picture once my uh, once my internet works and I'll show you guys and you can you can tell me what you think but yeah absolutely so I do I do a lot of that I I like the um, physical aspect of it Hmm. I think that's why um, I get to do it on occasion because I get to i get to go in motion and move a lot and go into weird intense dynamic poses and that's fun i don't think i'd be a great h&m model but i am a good victor crowley
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like i've done i've done cosplay and uh, you know i did i dabbled in the acting here and there for a few years i've and... just done nude modeling I know, I've yeah. seen it. we, we just well, from the, just from the back. Well, Simeon was saying you should, you should, yeah. you know. She was offering to oil you up and film she it. Was, yeah. um, you know, uh, another Hi. one of the Q and A, Q and A staff members. <laughs> um, you know, and she was telling us about, she was telling us about similar stuff about the erotic, yeah. horror modeling, body horror stuff, which is really, really cool as well. Yeah,
15: yeah I don't do much of the erotic. Um, I mean, I, I obviously, I channel it. Oh yeah, you feel it. Yeah, we get sure. a vibe. We're
1: getting, getting vibe, a vibe. You're getting know. a vibe.
15: But uh, especially but, yeah. the
1: more you talk about Victor Crowley, the more the more I'm getting, you know, hot under the you know, collar. You, you know, you need to
15: calm the hell down. I oh, know. Sorry, it's, <laughs>
1: it's going to be a much. You know. But uh,
15: uh, I can show you. I can show you some stuff. Oh, I know this. No one cares about no, this. No one's going to no see this. I was. We, I was on the cover of Baskin, for example, as well, which ooh, is a Turkish horror film. Yeah. So I'm the chick on all fours, and I'm this chick over here as well. Amazing. So yeah, but anyway. Way. That's what I do It's fun Yeah, um, of, I do I've a lot for Baskin. Uncle Frank Productions her. That is me Yeah, me spitting the on blood On the cover of Shock Value Legacy. Legacy She is my best friend I am the godmother of her Two month old daughter And uh, I got her to pose with me She's a very beautiful person Yeah, that is the Shock Value wow. comic book I
1: just Official okay. we're, we're As uh, Do you, as, you want to insert it, probably no, the front
15: on, on, right? yeah, So Dennis yeah. well, I will is sign just, it
1: Dennis is just getting A signature from Marion On the official comic book uh, again, oh, you can't see this, I'll so that's why. I'm Describing you. it in the, my best voice, a lovely silver pen.
15: Uh, let's see, a little message for you.
1: How was the shit?
15: Oh, it's along along the lines of yeah, that. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's good. We like that. Like that. We 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 expect that kind of content. We expect yeah, of that. Kind we I mean, it's, of it's
15: obviously the classier version. Oh, yeah, of because uh, I am a classy broad. I need to remind people of that. <laughs> yes. Somehow no, they forget. Mar-
1: Marion mouthpiece. Piece. Comma.
15: Ghosts are watching. Oh, Always. Always. Especially in especially, especially while pooing. So, actually, I'm going to put the L in front of it because then it's more like me. There we especially go. Especially
11: when yeah. I'm going
4: to poo.
15: I mean, that's that for you is. to fill the gaps.
4: Thank you very much. You're welcome. So,
1: we're not here tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, but life goes on. Uh, does what, it what are you doing tomorrow are more you, films are you, are you here more introducing I am
15: definitely more, here more yeah. Q&As uh, probably yeah let me just uh, <laughs> let me just check my schedule. yeah that's what the cool kids say sketch, sketch. no one says that ignore me <laughs> um, so tomorrow I am doing a Q and, another Q&A for Slapface cool with August and Mirabelle they are absolutely oh, fantastic back. nice Amazing, creditless, very professional, mm. but also great human beings. So kudos to their parents. They were getting... very,
1: very polite. They were very polite. Um, yeah. But obviously, we, we've talked. I'll to try to break them. <laughs> they need to be broken down. No, no, I'm kidding.
15: They're wonderful. I will not
1: mentally. Just, I mean, I they're, they'll, come out, they'll come out of the QA um, <laughs> and no, oh
15: my No, goodness, no. I don't oh, yeah. curse. The F word is bad.
1: Is <laughs> So you
15: don't do you not curse at all? Um, not usually. No. No. Unless it's like comedic and oh, of intentional. Course. Not
1: just yeah, yeah, not every other word.
15: But when I'm angry, it's usually just grunts and screams. Okay. So that's how I well then venge. we'll know
1: to we'll know to stay back. We'll know to yeah. keep or our I distance. cough. Cough. <laughs> Violently cough on the back of your neck. I'm like that's I'm really enjo- I'm really space. enjoying this film. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Splattering.
1: <it really> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
15: There you that, go. Does that hurt you up you? It's uh, mm. it's shiny. Ooh, so shiny. Yeah, so like, oh, shiny. Really good for yeah. my roots.
3: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't have any roots.
15: <laughs> but cursing is healthy and even though I don't do it, I recommend it to everyone.
1: Well, um age. <laughs> yeah, I have to get, let, let all that stress, all that tension go sometimes let it, you just let it need go to go let it loose. Let from it fly. The tip of your Express to the yourself. This of is what the this universe.
4: universe That's what that's what you do more so you got taller, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Shank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no shanking. This is no a prison. Yeah. I am gonna get cancelled now. <laughs> <laughs> People think that's edit, what I'm up to. Edit, edit I'll clap out. so
15: you know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. All the clapping,
1: do all the clapping. Well, that's
15: what got you into this part, All the clapping. <laughs> oh, get out of here. You are just the worst. But I love he's get, it. <laughs> he's getting tired now, you can tell. He's getting yeah, tired. When so you get, so get to that fatigue state yeah. and you start getting drunk I'm like, tired.
3: I'm
1: like a toddler. Now. I'm going to try and get us back on track yeah, at some point. I spot. love that. Yeah. But, uh... It's my
15: favorite kind of tired. Wow, people are not oh, running. Oh, I don't
1: know what's going on now. seems know, exciting. It
15: must be one hell of they've, a move. They've stolen
1: from TK Maxx, it looks like. Big TK Maxx bags. <laughs> oh, Max yeah, badges. It
15: oh wow, Max. it must be three pounds hey, worth is of right. two full bags.
1: Don't, 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 don't I, shit on TK Maxx. I Max. don't like TK Maxx, so Fucking
4: hate having to
1: do that. No, I love that. Oh, I, I love that, because the thing is... I the the thing is. No, 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 no. Wait,
15: can't you physically go to TK Maxx? Yeah, you go to yeah, TK, yeah. but because
4: everything's all just like, it's like a jumbo sale.
1: Yeah. It's basically all random. It's totally random shop. I got
15: situations to go through things
4: to find stuff I like
15: well, the the question is: Do you have a target, or, or is the activity of going do through stuff for fun?
1: S- do you mean the store? Or- no, no, no like you mean goal. like a goal to find. Like oh. if you want
15: something specific, obviously the hmm. internet makes sense. But people, I think, go to TK Maxx to be stimulated. Yeah.
1: I like I I'm I go into a lot of clothes stores and uh, as you can tell I'm very I'm very trendy uh, as from what I wear Almost very too fashionable. Trendy. He's wearing uh, a combo
15: wear with us. He looks there, like yeah, like Oh, oh
1: hey. <laughs> he's trendy. I've, I've never seen him dress like that before. Oh. Um
15: That's the one word people use to describe you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like to think so. But um, I when I go into a, a clothes store if nothing grabs me I don't buy anything and that happens a lot for me. So I, mm. I like but I'm why going, would you? Otherwise, exactly. it's just going to sit in your closet so and do like, nothing.
3: Yeah, so I'm like. It's okay
15: to say no yeah, I don't, and cut I, your I, losses. I I and just say, you know what? I still had a good experience. Yeah. Just because it's over yeah. doesn't mean it was a waste of time.
1: That's why TK Maxx is good for me because it'll actually make me go, I have to look, as opposed to just like, nothing's grabbing me. I have to dive and I, I will actually physically touch and look at the items. So mm. I actually will mm. end up buying something. You know.
0: You're fucking gay.
1: <laughs> uh, trendy I feel is the word That people describe me as As we've covered Trendy Trendy, trendy. You trendy I'm trending Just, um. I'm still giggling About me looking you up God. Oh, like God. To, uh, yeah. I don't even tra- know how much, how much of this I'm going to keep in I don't know We'll find out We'll find out <laughs> Trafficking yeah. you're gonna start trafficking your own, You're going you're gonna to tra- start go. Your own little pizza gate Aren't you yeah, I'll do pizza. You're in yeah. your own little pizza get Anyway, I had, I had another question. I had oh, another wait. Question. Okay, let's go. So, so Ooh, AJ. This just, is the third question, right? This is the, th- yeah, number three or four, I think. <laughs> Half an hour we've got Yeah, three yeah, yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah Best QA ever. Yeah. Well, that's,
15: but that's the beauty of a podcast. The personalities I, get to shine. And just yeah. The,
1: I, and the I, tangents. I, I love I, a good I, tangent. I quite,
4: yeah, yeah, we do. We go tangent all the time, but I like it. It's a conversation. This is a conversation. No, it's,
15: it's a pointless conversation, but we feel good about ourselves. And if you're Still listening, it's on you, audience.
4: Yeah. And it's not a pointless conversation. No. Oh, no. We, we, we discovered that you do modeling. Yeah. We discovered that he's trending. <laughs> Very trendy. I discovered that I'm tired and maybe I can be a child. Bit yeah, a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah, a
15: yeah, bit yeah. 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 yeah, it's fun. I was grumpy yesterday. And- you were grumpy
1: this morning, you you grumpy bastard. I was bastard. grumpy this morning. Yeah. You were, you were oh. truly grumpy. Did,
15: did he want to be the big spoon? Was that the issue? No. No. Well, well, well oh, okay,
1: sorry. Is, small is, spoon. We, are, we I, are that close.
4: I always like to be in the background.
15: It's like... It's like of my, what?
4: Anything. You know, do my
15: event, <laughs> <laughs> when I do my... A, a sixth uh, birthday a, party a, for a, a little <laughs> girl.
3: You know, when, I, when, I do, when I do A my senior aqua Zumba course. You'll never see me in the
4: pictures. You'll <laughs>
1: never see him coming. Okay.
15: You
3: know, no, <laughs> <you'll>
1: never <laughs> see him coming. I, I, I
15: heard his about, uh, wife said something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn well, off the lights, babe. I
1: mean, he was talking about his sex life earlier. and I uh, Hang uh, on a minute. When did
15: this become about me?
1: <laughs> always, always. It's always about you, Dennis.
15: Remember, I'm a politician. I make this <laughs> conversation deflecting. about She's everything I wanted to be. We've
1: not even managed to ask that so question. So, how was your years. experience
15: at the festival? All the first questions
1: now. It's <laughs> the questions You know what? No, let's do that. Let's do that. You know,
4: let's yeah. flip the flip the Q so and A. So, how has on. it been? Well, my experience up to 25 minutes ago was really good. <laughs> and then we we got somebody to, to who's been yeah. who's been saying, "I want to talk to you." Yeah, I want to talk dying to, to talk to us. absolutely. she never. Materialize.
1: materialized
15: she's just the worst
1: only now at the very last minute yeah <laughs> when we're tired we're yeah. not in our A game yeah of course you know yeah. she's taking advantage of us exactly and now, and now we're doing the Q's and the A's yeah and, yeah. and, and we're actually giving the A's yeah. some, some but you're As. doing
15: a great job I mean do you feel like this is something you want to invest in for the future are you going to do next year's Grimfest podcast
1: well well uh, oh. we, I, I, I don't you know I, I like to think that we've we've got involved, we've got stuck in and and got to know everybody, everyone's been really friendly and very welcoming. So uh, I don't wanna count our chickens. It was thrown
4: together very quickly. Yeah. So we weren't really confirmed until Wednesday.
15: Oh wow, that is um, quite last minute. Yeah, mm. so
4: we've luckily we both had Friday off. Mm. I'd booked Friday to go on a, to Wales. I have a place in Wales with my family. Not done that.
15: Mm.
4: <laughs> mm. this is far more important. Um, and you booked it off. You I booked it. Yeah, yeah. To do, so, it's worked out quite well. Mm. Mm. But we've, we've kind of said if we did it next time, we'd have like gonna, yeah, you know, cover prepare. over some some flyers about yeah. us.
15: And or, well, let me, me ask you something else. There. Potentially, even before the next festival, maybe an occasional but regular thing, maybe like a once a month or once every two months, hey, just for possibly, some R updates. Um, I mean, yeah. if
1: if it's you know if it's in the cards on the cards so if it's in if all the planets align you know mm-hmm. absolutely like I we're not against that absolutely well you
15: know the youtube channel grimfest tv does have a regular show which is sort of a horror magazine called the grim exchange uh and coincidentally i am a co-producer and co-presenter of that Ooh. and potentially we could partner up and maybe uh, do some cross-platform, some cross-platform
4: work. Yeah, that, oh. Absolutely, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, there you go. We are we are well up for I that. I just take it back what I said earlier.
1: Oh, you have a wonderful, wonderful day.
15: <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here on my podcast.
1: Can't <laughs> taking take it over? She's, it's hers now. How did that happen? How did that happen? We've, we've been we've been bamboozled.
15: We've, bamboozled. We've been
1: bamboozled out of our own podcast.
4: It's because uh, mesmerized with her
15: beauty. <laughs> you mean my hatchet beauty. Yeah, uh,
1: the, the, <laughs> I like the hatchet. I, act- I, li- I, li- uh, I want to yeah. see this. I, yeah, the, yeah. I really want to see the yeah. hatchet. All right. <laughs> you
15: know funny. what? Okay, guys, if you want to see the hatchet artwork, yeah. I'll put it up on Instagram soon. Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to see me, check me out under at lady underscore Mariam, like Maria with a second M mm-hmm. underscore Michael. And I'll that's, make that's sure a lot of to, underscores uh, and a lot of names. Yeah, well, there's spaces between the words. <laughs> and Instagram won't accept space, but they will accept my time to figure out what to put there instead, which is an underscore. <laughs> underscore, great. Which,
4: which is good, because we, we're linking everybody to each other. Yeah. Got a you know, like link. Saying, mm. And then you'll have our details, his details. Yeah, so yeah. if you do want to kind of yes. do... Again, little
1: again little he's whatever. in the background. He doesn't have the social media. It's creepy and I love it. Yeah, yeah
4: I, I don't like social media. But when
1: we're here, he's like, "Hey, come and do with the podcast."
4: Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have our details. We'll have your details. We could do some detail swapping. I mean, that's
15: a detailed description. Of the yeah. detail yeah. swapping. But no, we would
4: like to. I was saying to um, Simi earlier. <laughs> I I want Grimfest to be amazing all the time. If we yeah. can help that and get
1: yeah. community effort. Coming, get get the um, get the message out. Yeah, because that, that's what this podcast is yeah. originally about. Anyway, it's about the underappreciated, the undervalued, the obscure, the unknown, the unheard of mm. kind of films, comics, whatever you know. And I think that ties into our ethos and the Grimfest ethos yeah. so so well. Anyway, you know, it's just a it's a, a marriage made in. Hell, if you will. Huh. Uh, of course, it's
15: in my city. like Purgatory. I want things to do well in Manchester. Yeah, of course. And Especially you are right start, to so. want that. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, Grimfest is currently one of the top horror film festivals, genre film festivals in yeah, all yeah. of the UK. Yeah. It's already a force to be reckoned with. Very much and yes. I recommend it to everyone I speak to because unlike other events, not only are you getting great films... But again, the teams, the volunteers, people running it, there's so much personality and so much individualism and care and support. That's an amazing thing, to reach the size of GrimFest and still be true to those principles. Very, very rare. So kudos to everyone involved.
1: I think you've you've been talking this weekend about some of the other kind of Horror film festivals you may have gone to, yeah. not naming names yeah. or shaming them, but maybe have lost their way or you know all conventions as well, like comic yeah, book conventions. they yeah, It's a bit
4: solo. It's like my event is com- is almost completely family run because I want that family feel. I want people to have to come in and not feel weird.
15: Yeah, like they- it's a money making yeah. trap. Yeah.
4: And, and we don't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's free. It's free.
14: Yeah, starters, exactly. It's free.
4: We give away like last not last year, year before we gave away like ten thousand comics. And graphic novels to schools and this and the other so it's, I think, uh, I was talking to me. We, we have the same sort of kind of sensibilities and what we're trying to trying to achieve with mm. both our events mm. um, and yeah I, I just want nice things up here I'm mm. pissed off with having been in London all the time and it's like London's the, the, the centre of the world and it is nice
1: I, I, I For, for a visit, for yeah. a visit, it's yeah. nice yeah. for a visit London's a I want great to city
15: but the fact of the matter is as well um, if you only have the funds to go to one particular place for a film festival a year you'll probably get further with your money in Manchester than you will in London anyway, but Manchester is a a growing media hub, just to be clear, I don't even live in the UK, I live in Germany, I fly here every year to be part of Grimfest it's such an important important event, and generally Manchester is one hell of a city, so uh, yeah
4: It's horror, horror does better um, in the Northworks as well horror movies and cinema tend to do better money like Birmingham upwards than it does yeah. downwards um, oh. be, I don't know why I have no idea why But it's because of the darkness show. and the cold possibly, yeah possibly because we're all matches everyone's souls twisted
1: maybe, maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was uh, when it became a very Thatcherite Britain
15: maybe, maybe.
1: you know maybe. the mines closed because that's, that's you know that was a horror and the itself. cave people
15: had to go somewhere else Yeah, absolutely yeah, all then, the
1: troglodytes that, yeah, that we are of course. You know. and it's like London <laughs> could be the
4: eyebrow can't it yeah. you know and I, gener- I generally, I, I went to the first one. Been to the, I think second thirteen years the, ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um,
3: you
15: are an OG.
4: Yeah. So I, I went, to, the, I, and then I did some of the. I went to some of the other events, like they did a Nightbreed um, director's cut screening oh, and stuff. Cool. Went to that. So, but then I've kind of it's never aligned again properly until now. But yeah, we, we were talking to. I was talking to him about, it and he basically it was. I did not check my emails. I had an email from him, but then it was like it was so easy. Just to, to come. There was no, no barriers in. He said, You can have access to all the guests, you can have access to all things. like,
1: And he also said, Oh, by the way, it's not it's too late, you know, because it yeah. could have easily mm. been too late. Like, yeah, yeah. Simi's a busy guy and, and, and you know, he's got a lot on, a lot to think about, a lot to, you know, logistically think about and the organizing and the teams and the guests and, you know, a hundred things that I'm probably not even thinking of. So the fact that he welcomed us. <laughs> So, and and fit us into the schedule, and this whole event is is you know it's heartwarming, and really. We've got to
15: we've got to stay on our toes and be flexible, and that is the human aspect that I was talking about. Yeah, that's still awesome. prevalent here because uh, ultimately, you know, you are part of the team, you are part of the Grimfest community, and punishing you, quote-unquote, by turning you away, who does that really benefit? No. Um, what are we pretending to do? No. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously it's great that that Sim reacted that way, yeah. but Sim is, you know, one of the founders of Grimfest. so the fact that he personally would take matters into his yeah. hands, reply to that and say, yeah, we'll figure it out.
3: Yeah.
15: Again, it's, there's a German expression, and it goes, der Fisch stinkt vom Kopf nach unten. And it means that the fish stinks from the head downwards and it, it basically says I don't know if maybe you want to edit this out no, but the I'm attitude honest. of the management always kind of determines what everything Chip in the mission yeah basically yeah. that you know but with a fish mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's but, so true, but the opposite is then yeah. also the case if the fish is pleasant yeah, around the yeah, head then I mean the that's not the expression the but that's where we're going it's a much back. better version of, than what we said um, of that expression
4: you know, <laughs> if the <laughs> running it is an asshole. Then mm. that filters down. You mm. don't get that same sort of sort of stuff. And I like to think that I'm not an asshole. And, and, and do you? Yeah. I'm surprised a, by that. I could
15: be a dick. <laughs> you I'm seem like asshole. you'd be very proud. <laughs> no. I like.
1: I, Depends on the situation. My,
4: my wife mm. says I'm um, I'm embarrassed being nice, which oh. I don't know what she means by that. She says. Like, oh, but she'll know. Yeah. She she'll says know. like you know I I because I don't like. People that much, and this that, and the other, and I like to stay up on the background. So when she says, when you gotta are, stop saying that, but yeah. <clears> yeah, it you've comes said, across like, all you wrong. Like, yeah, you sound, it's, yeah. It's
15: it's like wrong. What? Someone's Kinsanira? I'll watch. Done all the interviews
4: and things. Cause I, yeah, I, but you've I'm, you've yeah. been involved. Yeah. You well, know, huh? I don't. I, I my events. It's very much in my image, the way I want them to be, which is friendly, accessible. I want people to have a good time. I want to, I want everyone to have the same thing.
1: There's no there's no ego with you at no, your event not because all. the thing is you're pushing the people that deserve to be pushed forward mm. forward. It's not like oh look what I put on, yeah, what like, I
4: good. You know, hmm. and that's why i mean none of the I'm not you. won't see me in any of the media or anything with it because it's not about me. It's about the people who come yeah. to the events. It's it's all about that, and it's the same. We Get the same vibe here. Yeah. Um. But no, it's and I like that. I like the fact that it's. You know, pe- people make these things. Yeah, you know, they do. If no one came, and, and if all the volunteers were no and stuff, then nobody would come, and yeah. they, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that everybody comes at such a good time, and all, all the volunteers, all the staff, yourself, all that, it all adds to it, the fact that you're just all so friendly. Yeah.
15: And you speak to guests, and yes, there's some who are here for the first time, but a lot of people have like, been here for the last five years, six years, ten years. You've been here since the beginning. People I, come back.
1: It was my first time this year. And oh, and I feel like it's going to be. And you regret uh, it? Uh, uh, no, no, not in not in any way. <laughs> okay. Not in any way. I, you know, I've always again like like Dennis was saying like it's just scheduling work and all this other stuff has kind of stopped me from coming. But I'm here every year, even if I'm not podcasting. I think I've, I've had such a good experience that I I think this is going to be a, a, you know, this is planned into my calendar now every year because I've loved every single film I've seen because, you know, uh, the programmers have picked some great films and just some amazing stuff. So even for me, you know, it's just been amazing, just an amazing experience. And we're so kind of, you know, hashtag blessed uh, to be a part that was of terrible. This. Why'd
15: you do that? I don't know.
1: But you're right. That will be cut out.
15: And I, no, don't cut it out. <laughs> Keep it in, even though you're probably the person editing it. Keep I, it in. Am, no clap person. on this one. No. <laughs> um, but uh, but but no. I mean that that's probably the truth for or the truth testament. Considering you yourself have been here for the first time and have had such a positive experience, it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and I think everyone who is a part of it, whether you are an audience member mm-hmm. and really appreciate it always. Or you are a volunteer, or you are a guest. Everyone feels like they contributed to GrimFest's success, and I think um, I think that means something.
4: And they're also treated that way that they've contributed to the event. They, you know, and that's again that's what I do. You know, I can, I could never put on any of my events. It wasn't for like Dan and and all my volunteers and. You know somebody put a review on saying dennis has his as his volunteers army of volunteers well drilled that was the first one we didn't have an army of volunteers hmm. we had seven but they all worked their asses off to wow. make sure it worked and awesome. obviously it's grown from then it's the same here you know people invest in it that's why you get the same volunteers coming back all the time because they do feel part of it they don't feel like somebody like ems, like bigger
5: um, conventions <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're someone friends. almost yeah, slipped the name
4: and they just give you leaflets, and you go to them and say excuse me can you, can you explain where this
1: is don't know i've shrugged my shoulders there so. he shrugged visually visually shrug- shrugging his shoulders but i think and with this annoyed. with this as well is that i'm not i'm not gatekeeping in any way but i think <laughs> the volunteers and the people here have a love For horror as well. Like it's not they're not just here just for like, oh I'm just volunteering and you know. They they have a genuine love, care and attention. I think and that shows and you can have conversations like I've you know, I've been to conventions, I speak to cosplayers who have no idea who their character is or What? Yeah, I'm like they're like, Oh oh, I mean, especially
15: amongst cosplayers, I'd be so afraid of being called out on that Mm. so quickly. It's
4: like wearing a band T shirt, I don't know in the band. Yeah. Yeah, kind have you, you even of heard similar.
15: of Iron Maiden before <laughs> buying that T-shirt? No, oh isn't.
1: yes. No, oh, okay, well. Um, it like it but yeah, I'm not. And I'm, again, I'm not, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not saying you're not a real fan or anything. I'm, I'm just saying that it's a passion.
15: Yeah, it's, it's passion. It's not about whether you can list the year something came mm-hmm. out or who the directors no. on every film was. That's do not you, what it's li- about. Do you like that? Film? It's about the passion yeah. for the genre, yeah. and uh, and that's important. So there's no horror shaming if, no, if you haven't seen all the classics um you know
1: i mean you haven't seen jason lives so i shame
15: cut that out <laughs> edit edit
1: which has brought me back again to a question
15: you mean the third question <laughs> the third question the, the where, fo- where are oh, this we is my last time
1: where we are 40 minutes deep
15: okay and so, now we get
1: to the right, third this is, this is my final that, question that's fine.
15: okay the third question at 40 minutes deep
1: 40 minutes deep um, so, AJ shamed you for not knowing a certain God film. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what what is your kind of... Again, this podcast is about underrated, underappreciated movies. So, what would you pull out? Or, for example, if we were to do a podcast on, uh, what horror film would you say we should look at?
15: Oh, that's a tough one. There mm. are so many good ones out there. Mm.
1: It can be modern. It can be a classic. I'm going to stick be... with some
15: modern ones just yeah. so I can narrow down the choices, but um, a film that ran, actually for May Madness this year, um, run through the Grimfest people, that you can now stream, and it's one of the best films to come out this year, is Vicious Fun. It's a horror comedy, if you will. Uh, it's about a young man who passes out in a bar, and when he wakes up after hours, he realizes he's accidentally walked in to... Uh, I guess a, an anonymous self-help meeting between serial killers and he has to pretend pretend to be one in order to not become their next victim. So funny and so beautifully shot. That's a great film. Uh, a film that was in the theaters recently uh, and I had the pleasure of, um, of interviewing the director was The Night House. And I recommend that because the director creates fears out of negative space. So he actually built within the house where they filmed, you know, with a team of professionals, physical optical illusions that only worked if you looked in a certain direction from a certain point. And they filmed that with the camera. So rather than inserting ghosts and demons, they use optical illusions to create silhouettes of figures in negative space. Wow. That's something I haven't really seen much of, and I highly recommend it. Another film that I recommend that I also got to interview the director for was. It's
1: almost like she wants to answer this question.
15: Yeah, I it's, know. It's, it's I'm excited. There's so many films to talk about. Werewolves within.
1: Ah, yes, um, we've heard seen, it. We've heard of that. Have, seen
15: have you seen it? Yeah, what did you think about that? Um,
4: I thought it was okay.
15: Okay. Wow. Harsh. Yeah,
4: no, I. I thought. <laughs> I, I think. I liked. The main cast, I like. I thought they were funny. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I just didn't know whether it knew what it was trying to pitch at.
15: So to me, in my head, I pictured this film taking place on a stage, as a stage play, yes. because it was so focused around the characters and the dialogues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you forget it's a movie, and you kind of reimagine the film then you really appreciate it. And actually I'd like to see that on stage at some point.
4: It'd work on stage really well. It would work really, really well. Because it is it's it's a character driven. Very character
15: driven. Very theatrical in that sense. So yeah. So those I guess are some newer films I would highly recommend. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet Psycho Gorman. Um, oh, Psycho, Psycho Gorman! Gorman. Yes.
1: I showed I showed Dennis oh, Psycho yes. Gorman. Yeah, probably I, my favorite film I've seen this year. So
15: I think. Steve and I had a chat a couple months ago um, when he was promoting his film, um, Kostansky. and uh, he's another guy who just loves loves making the film. And he was telling me how <clears throat> he was telling me how they went to the to the dollar shop and they got like cheap rhinestones and stuck it on the costumes because he actually you know he does special effects practical effects himself and he was really hands on with this movie as well even though they had a team and they were all very professional but you know if you're a true filmmaker you're not going to let everyone else do the work Mm -hmm. you're going to get involved Uh, and there was so much passion that went into that film and uh, fantastic if you want to catch that interview I did it for Horror DNA and it's on YouTube um and there's some interesting plug. behind the scenes yeah plug behind the scenes information so uh so that was cool older films you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a really random obscure older film yes, i'm gonna please. give you two
1: go go for it yes, we love okay
15: it. so one of them is technically a film noir but it was super ahead of its time it's called the lady in the lake And the reason why I recommend that film is because although it came out in, I want to say the 40s, 1940s, it was shot from first-person perspective, which is really unusual because the cameras back in the day were humongous. And so it's really about this woman who's gone missing uh, and a detective who's trying to find her. The reason why I'm listing it despite it being a film noir is because Film noir obviously inspired a lot of the modern horrors we know today, uh, so I do recommend that it's a good one. And another old film from I believe 1962, uh, Brainiac, and it's about like this 300-year-old Mexican baron who comes back and you know just kills people or whatever he does. <laughs> um, it's a it's an interesting watch, and I highly recommend it.
1: All right. I, yeah. like, I like the sound of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Right. I
15: suppose we should
1: let you go. Yeah, go? I like yeah, I feel like we Yeah, I feel like I'm
15: going to miss this uh movie. I'll have to catch it tomorrow. Is this is
1: this something you you're Q&Aing as well or is this No,
15: a... luckily not a Q&A. No. Uh it was just for fun. Well, we've but... got
1: we've still got a couple of uh, things to record ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh before we go home. And we and we want to uh want to try and say goodbye to everybody as well since we're not here tomorrow. Um, so we're going to be just just nice as pie, aren't we Dennis? Yeah, nice as pie. I, I'm
4: always nice. We uh, we did say we'd come back next time. We'll probably get a hotel or
1: something and just hang around. Big big if, big if. We're not making we're not making assumptions. Um, Well,
15: also I still like going going to bed early so it's not like i'm the one partying all night i don't drink alcohol <laughs> yeah, so when you're sober it's yeah, yeah. a little rough we're gonna, to we're gonna uh, miss stay the after up party
1: up as well yeah. which I'm a, I'm a little good about i'm teetotal. i don't smoke do i know but it would have been nice
4: yeah but it's
15: it's the people who don't drink who are the real crazies yeah
4: i quite like sitting back and watching other people i don't need i don't need alcohol to be stupid no
1: it just do it it my
3: life. But yes. yeah thanks for having me guys
15: no it's been great oh, it's
1: been uh, I, thanks pers- so much I personally like I personally like the longer interviews myself like so yeah.
15: uh, like editing longer, is less fun but
1: yes but I feel like we get a bit if more out if you're even gonna I do guess. that yeah just leave it all in slap <laughs> editing it all. well it depends how, how quick Grimfest wants it I guess <laughs> yeah you know uh, be, be down to them really but I'm gonna I'm gonna get started on it tomorrow hopefully get day one done um, and get that out as soon as possible and then we're gonna do day two day three uh, I was thinking about breaking up in a different way, but I think this would probably be a bit easier and, and time-wise, it'll make more sense. I think timeline-wise. Um, yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you again. Thank, yeah, thank you, for, you so much. I know, I know that you've you've been super busy, so we do really appreciate you coming. Never down and, too and busy
15: to have a chat with two equally insane people. Oh yes. I mean, including myself. Compared to each
1: other. I mean.
15: But no, thanks for having me. It's been yeah, awesome. Cheers. Thanks so much
1: for your time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, hello, we're back at Grimfest 2021. We are Spider Down and the Secret Balls, the official podcast of Grimfest. And we're here with another horror connoisseur. If you'd just like to introduce yourself, sir, and uh, just tell us a little bit about what you're doing here at Grimfest.
8: Yeah, sure. My name's uh, Kenneth James. I'm a filmmaker, photographer. I'm-, I'm based in Manchester. I'm part of Grimfest. I'm like the photographer and guest liaison at this place uh I've been doing it since 2012 uh, not 12 I wish I wish 2017 wow. started since then I it was just uh wanted to get into the into the festival scene and so uh I heard they are volunteering so I, a friend got me um got me in saying oh you should, they're, they're asking for volunteers and I was like yes straight away so I grabbed it, and yeah, and they started on since then. Now they're stuck with me, regardless. <laughs> you're <laughs> not, not going not, anywhere.
1: I
9: ain't going nowhere. Don't no, 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 you worry. Like a horrible growth. You're oh, not right. going anywhere. Exactly. Like my beard. Exactly. God <laughs> <laughs> bless you.
8: But yeah, yeah, it's great, and I just love it. I just love the atmosphere and everything around it. Um, I'm more addicted to that than the horror films. I'm a, themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm like. I, lo- I love the behind the scenes of things like this, like filmmaking and all that stuff. That interests me in general like grabs my interest more. but i just love the atmosphere i love the fans is is you definitely don't see this at a lot of festivals it's Mm. it's the the, i love the vibe it gives off
1: there is a definite like this is our this is our first the podcast's first time here my personal first time here uh and i've i feel so welcomed yeah um i get on with everybody everyone's so nice so generous yeah you know there's we've had zero issues yeah. you know, with everything. Uh, we've enjoyed the film. We've spoke, the, the talent have been great. The guests have been great. Yeah. Staff
8: have been great. I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. Um, it's a different vibe, mate. A whole different thing. I I'm volunteer at loads of festivals um, I, I won't name drop them or what, <laughs> but I mean, I like, got all, all Manchester ones yeah, as much yeah. as I can. I like helping out, wherever shape or form. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, you, you, uh, Grimfest was my first, and it'll always be my first on the priority if I had to pick um, because of the vibe. Your first great. love? It was. It was. It was what got me into the world of festivals that helped me spread out everywhere, and I, I just love doing it. Um, but I love looking after the guests. That's yeah. my favorite thing, making sure everyone's all right.
1: Well, uh, well, Dennis has a lot of experience with that, as uh, yeah. as I let him say i'm very sleepy <laughs> um yeah i because
4: i i run events as well yeah um so yeah happy happy guests happy festival exactly happy event you uh, know and then they go and talk to other people yeah and then that brand builds and builds and builds yeah um and then people want to come rather than mm. you're begging people to come yeah um but no I, I i i agree with i think horror events in general have a different vibe yeah i think i think there's no kind of bullshit or anything with them i think everyone's here for the same reason
8: yeah everyone's here to be entertained to be scared to be to get emotions from celluloid worlds of of film. Um, They're all good like that. And it's just like you say, you got where other festivals and films and that they have various categories and like the horror shorts or the comedy shorts and you get like they go in, some people go in a bit blindly, but they know what they want here. They like, and you can see it in the programme when you see some of the films they show, like if they want to see a gory film, then loads of people go. They want to see a psychological that gets packed. But yeah, it's 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 amazing how, like, But yeah. all in general, they love their aura.
4: and they want to come here to talk on a podcast. They do. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey,
8: have you got enough tape for me? We're about
4: oh, me here yeah. We've got lots, lots. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. So, what has been kind of like your highlight in your um, Grimfest career
8: so far? What's been some of your highlights? My my favorite highlights um, is lovely is to get like some great selfies with some of the guests uh obviously permission for, of course with them, but uh, <laughs> yeah my favorite would have been uh johnny vegas a couple of years ago he, oh, had, nice. a, he had a great film on and uh and that was really good it was, it, was, it was i can't bloody can't remember the name it was like oh. through the woods or something it was really, yeah it was a great film it was a great feature and um and i absolutely adored it and I was great to have a selfie with him and i was just oh, having amazing. a nice photo and he's like oh you're doing that then and he grabs me pins me to the wall and gets a selfie <laughs> and i was just like yes mate and i yeah, was loving it oh yeah great. i just love having the mo having a laugh and learning yeah. things and uh, polly mackintosh when he, she came oh, down yeah. the other day from uh, walking dead and that mm. she was great she was absolutely great and just watching her being interviewed and i just love that and just watching people It's great. Seeing celebrities or people of uh, popularity, if you will. Um, Speaking of horror and Johnny yeah. Vegas, I'm oh, I'm, yeah,
1: I'm friends with uh, one of the stars of Benedum. Oh wow! So uh, Hannah Hobley, she was the, the young uh, teenage pregnant yes. girl. If you've seen it, uh, and one of the scenes she had to kiss Johnny Vegas, and it was her first like on-screen kiss. Um, so it was a bit a bit nerve-wracking for her, with obviously being with Johnny Vegas. Um, but yeah, what? Well, <laughs> It's, I'm not saying it's horrible kissing Johnny Vegas. I'm no. sure it was very nice. No, no, sure it was a lovely is, experience. A very soft
8: kiss. But yeah, I <laughs> <just, laughs> am joking. Uh, I'm but joking.
1: yeah, it was just it was just something that stuck in my head. Then,
8: um. but, yeah, he's an absolute riot when he came yeah, in. He was great. I loved him, and uh, especially on the signings and that. He was great. Polly McIntosh was fabulous. Uh, everything was great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I just I just loved the, everything, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that we had the Soska sisters. Oh, of um, course, yes, yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago, it was great. It was uh, it was, ma- it was quite manic on the signing. It was a big. As long and uh, they wanted to greet all the fans yeah, and, and did, I don't yeah. get me wrong right, I loved it. And, uh, a lot. Of, my friend got in the line and she was dead nervous and dead scared. Uh, hi, Alex. Uh, she's <laughs> dead nervous and scared and she was like, I'm really scared and really because she was like, she's she loves these. Uh, actresses yeah, for so long and she like did a dissertation and things really, on it, it was, really? yeah, yeah, she did her work on it at, oh, at uni so she was dead nervous and I said do you want me to take the photo she mm. went can you please can you please yeah. and I was like yeah I'll take it and I got a glorious lovely oh, uh, photo of her it's very wholesome I love that photo oh, totally. it's one of my favourites I've yeah. taken at Grimfest and uh, it's one of them where you're a photographer where you, you get things that's just like still life of festival but yeah. that was like a nice moment where it was a glimpse of like wholesomeness and stuff and i really like that yeah, was, absolutely. Put back my own personal repertoire in my photography it's mm. like i'm really chuffed for that one you know it's yeah, like you should just, be you should but, be but yeah no there's so many moments there's i just love Grimfest. i love um so with with um, this year talking yeah. about yeah, this yeah, year yeah, yeah.
1: 2021 we're back oh, in the flesh in all the right. damned cursed flesh <laughs> back here with all the
8: grimlins as they're oh, yeah. called
1: I want to ask, what have you seen, mm. and what have you liked the most?
8: I've not seen quite a lot. I've been running around quite mm. a bit, but um, I saw Night Drive, um, mm-hmm. and that was one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely up there. Yeah. And I've just watched um, the, the um, sadness. No, the no. screaming What Was it called? Oh, yeah. when the screaming yeah. starts. Sorry, it's when. Yeah. yeah. I keep thinking is it when what where. Uh, I, I yeah. have
1: an issue. I had an issue with the, the Night at the Eagle Inn. I keep yes. putting the I keep putting the V everywhere else yes, it, yes, than yes, where so, it should be. Yeah. But yeah, um,
8: the uh, when the screaming starts, I, I just I just got in and I missed the first ten minutes. Sadly, I missed the Richard the cat bit. I was quite good. Oh gutted. no! I know. I just and then, I just met him. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. He's a very uh, talkative person. He's <laughs> <laughs> quite talkative. I know. It reminds me of Salem or say the witch. It just reminds me of that puppy. I love it. But yeah, no, I came in for the I missed the first ten minutes, but I came in and saw that, that film and I really loved it. So those were my two top favourites. Definitely loved nice. it. I am going to be watching Blast. I know that and then there I was looking after the director uh, Vanya nice. and he's and he's lovely he's great nice. he's fabulous so uh, he's one of them where you're chatting and you're like Go on, I'll see your film then. I'll, I'll, say, I'll let you know. You know, you feel guilty if you don't when you look after. Him. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, go on. Then, I guess it's
1: a, it's a way to network in a little way, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. Oh. Obviously, not not put too much like pressure on them or you know. To, no, to, no. To I, chill, I keep
8: them chill. We're all good here, yeah, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, we we, yeah. we have a laugh. Um, if we're not laughing, we're crying. So let's do both. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, uh, screaming. Yeah, yeah. All screaming. So much screaming. Oh, so yeah. And uh,
1: uh, we've had uh dogs barking as well. you know. I am, I am, absolutely, 100%. In, in, all, in all walks of life, in all areas, mm, I scream. Yeah, especially constantly. when you stump
8: your toe. What do you <laughs> oh my
1: God, don't even get me stuck I did, I did it last year and it bled profusely. Uh, it was horrible. It was, a, it, was his own film. it was. It was. Sounds <laughs> very grim. It was. It was grim. Yeah. Um, so you said you're a filmmaker yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, what have you? Have you got anything coming up? Or I've anything not got you've anything at
8: the minute. Um, I've done a variety of shorts. I think it was over 20, 20 shorts. Definitely. I think it was around 25 shorts I've done over the few years. But I am working on my feature. And when I mean that, I mean like trying to get the script right. Yeah. Everything yeah. technical wise, I know I can get it done easily. Sure, yeah. I've got the gear. I've got the friends uh, who are all. Masters in their craft, if you will. Yeah. If they are, and um, they'll be a good team. Go on, man. Yeah.
4: He's an actor. Oh. Well qualified part. actor. Been he in double. things. Treaded the boards. If no one didn't see
1: that, you yes, his eyes. I, I have tread the boards. I did train for what is it? Five years, six years, six years training, ten years experience. Oh wow, yeah. But I'm kind of yeah, I'm on I'm on a hiatus. But I'm not necessarily doing it for money. But I'm I'm happy to get involved in stuff that yeah, sh- if it's the right thing and oh, if it's a right. passion it project. No, no he's, still yeah, he's still doing it. <laughs> uh, he's still doing it. still prostituting me out for all sorts of things. Nothing uh, wrong
8: without nothing <laughs> wrong. With that. I've got friends who do that all the time all no, sorts I mean. you name it it's
1: just like the beta test with a, a dodgy envelope a dodgy, dodgy purple envelope yes i have i have some experience but i have actually kind of I've, I've stepped away from it a little bit i'm not, uh, not never say never no. never
8: say never 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 never
1: uh if the, script is, right, if oh, the wow. script is right uh the money's right <laughs> and the, yes uh and the <laughs> yes lots of nudity Male nudity though oh I, um, I have a there 's a fellow podcaster uh, on on Twitter i 'm very familiar with who 's going to be a guest on our show uh, and her and she 's you know very feminist and stuff and her hashtag is release the dongs <laughs> because there 's just not enough male nudity no. in film and I absolutely agree release, hashtag release the dongs, do it
8: uh, there 's a, there's a film my friend worked on uh, matt john 's and uh, Garth as well. Uh, Garth was the actor on it, and it's, uh, I can't bloody remember the name now, forgive me, Matt. Not to um, But it, it was very where Garth was on the slab, he was a morgue, and he was on the, on uh, a, um, he was a I cadaver mean, yeah he was a cadaver that was it I was trying to find a good word for that um, yeah instead of just saying corpse he was a cadaver on the slab and what was funny there was a sh- quick shot of whether you have like a bird's eye view and you see it all and it's funny and I remember in the, being in the cinema screen and seeing that laughing because I know Garth uh, as a friend so yeah. I've saw more than that you owe me a meal Garth um, <laughs> but it was the fact that uh, you've gotten to know very very well yeah someone's friend uh, turned to Matt and got, is that real? is he wearing a sock? I <laughs> Matt was like, no. It was, it was hilarious. And I just see them laughing and I was laughing at that. Uh, that, yeah. that reminds me, I must tell her that
1: she must watch Two Witches because there was, there was some, some definite definite releasing of the dongs oh, was there? in a very was disturbing there? way.
8: Oh.
1: It looks a little bit CGI, but like I, could, I, could I could be wrong. could be wrong. Do you think that would invalidate if it was a CGI dong? A dong is a donk. Ding dong. Uh, and on that note (laughs) um, I think we'll we'll end it there thank you very much for your time thank you so much thank you for your time oh absolutely it's been great Uh, we love talking to we're trying to get a lot more staff members today in because we want to hear that other side of the you know everyone's like I love the movies but I I like to hear about the kind of behind the scenes oh you'll get that that
8: from me I just love the behind the scenes (laughs) running around helping out making sure everything runs smoothly that's That's it that's it
1: and uh, and everyone's so helpful everyone's so nice Mm. and everyone's so willing and it's been it's been an absolute breeze for us to be here and and just to kind of set up and do our thing made it so so easy for yeah, us. Um, so I can't I can't thank them enough really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your that time. Thank you, thank, thank you care. thank You
8: both. Cheers. All the best. Yeah.
1: Cheers. Uh, hello, uh, this is Spider Dan and the Secret Balls Podcast back at Grimfest 2021, the official podcast of Grimfest, and we've got another horror creative here. Would you like to introduce yourself?
16: Oh uh, yeah, hi. I'm uh, Dr. Mark Richard Adams. I'm a uh, horror writer horror academic horror filmmaker and all-round horror buff
1: horror 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 horror. that's what your life is about it's all about
16: the horror stuff oh definitely i've got four kids it's the horror the horror is there
1: four children is yeah that does sound horrific and it's you know that's one of the things i can't really do in, in uh well kind of what i love in in horror films is really creepy killer kids you know it really disturbs me taking something that's supposed to be quite innocent and playful and just th- twisting that on its head. Always kind of makes unnerves me.
16: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Plus, as I said I've got a ready-made film crew. I just got to train them all up, and I'll be, be yeah. That's the point. That's the yeah.
1: point. And and stars as well. You could do yeah, like yeah. a you could do like the children or something. You could do a
16: well in lockdown. me and my eldest have started making a, a horror film, so it's been a fun little uh, nice. exercise between us. Um, just kind of uh, you know. DIY horror film whilst uh, yeah. at home, which has been quite fun. Um, just keeping the um, hand in because we haven't been yeah. you know, able to make as much films as mm. we would have liked. Yeah. Um, you know, we were we were due to start filming the first short of our new horror anthology in March twenty nineteen. So ah um, oh, okay, so, so it, that didn't happen. <laughs> <a> it delayed. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, that's fine. That's understandable with everything that's that's been going on. What, what is that particular film about?
16: Um, that film is it's at the moment under the title of um body horror um base and it's kind of an anthology we're using our sort of shock value header brand as well which is our comic yeah of course shock yeah. value comics that we do because as i said all around creative i write comics as well as films and we just thought oh let's do a kind of tie, maybe kind of creep show-esque mm. kind of film that's a series of stories based around body parts, essentially. Ooh,
1: I like that. I love a good. I love a good body horror. Um, speaking of body horror, um, I believe you're a Hellraiser fan.
16: Uh, yeah, Hellraiser. i It's um, responsible for me being here today. so I say? Got into yeah. my Hellraiser. Um, wrote on my Hellraiser. Got published on Hellraiser. Wow. Um, so weirdly enough, my, my actual thesis, like on my doctorate. Is, isn't on Hellraiser, but all my actual publications are horror-based. I've um, just been been doing another piece on it actually at the moment. Hmm. Went to a uh, Fear 2000 uh, online conference recently, which was where uh, well, I spoke on. Can you guess Hellraiser? As Hellraiser. Well. I'm going to say Hellraiser. Um, yeah, you, you you definitely had a <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hellbound Hellraiser too, though, is my favourite film.
1: That's mine as well. Time. Oh, really? is, well, not my favourite film ever, but my favourite film of that franchise.
16: It's actually my favourite. film And De- ever. Dennis is also here, <laughs> if
1: you can hear him in the background, chomping on some beef hula hoops.
16: And <laughs> um, that's actually why, as our, our company where we make the comics and films, we're called Hellbound Media. It literally came from that because we started off. um and I wanted to make films because um, I've always wanted to make films. I wanted to make a horror film when I was, you know, a teenager. Um, so that's that kind yeah. because I loved loved Hellbound, um, and then we did the comics by getting a bunch of Hellraiser fans together, who were also artists and mm. writers ourselves, and went let's do some comics together of our own stuff. So it made sense, you know, to call it Hellbound because of that, that connection.
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing. And, uh, I've just picked up some uh, some books from you. Uh, there's Slaughterhouse.
16: Slaughterhouse Farm, yeah. <laughs> um, so now I'm talking about Hellraiser, which for its goriness is quite, you know, a sophisticated, high thing. Yeah. And then then we've got the comics that are just cheesy gore. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, that is a big part of what Hellbound's about and what I'm about personally, which, being at Grimfest, I think everyone here gets this as well, but a lot of people outside of the horror community and comics yeah. community in general don't, Is that they think horror, they think of a very limited blood and guts, often the slasher format. Whereas horror, I say, and I think we all appreciate it, it's, it's mm. so much more than that. You look at the variety of films on here, it's so much. Um, horror is, it's Gremlins, it's The Others, a Spooky Ghost Story, which is like 12 rated that kids can watch. It's Goosebumps. And it's Tetsuo the Iron Man <laughs> and Hellraiser and Twenty Days Later and just over the top gory things that are silly and brain dead mm. or something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all those things. Horror is not one thing. As I always say as a genre, most horror films you can always give another genre as well. Mm. Because that kind of defines what kind of horror they are. And I think
1: Yeah, there's such a there's such a like I think aside from any other genre like the amount of subgenres within horror must be far outweigh any other genre you can think of, any other subgenre within a genre.
16: I have almost said I mean, you're not gonna change language at the lifetime, but in a way I don't think horror almost is a genre. Hmm. I think everything that is horror can almost be conveyed as something else, where it's science fiction in the case of Alien, or Dracula is essentially fantasy and yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Frankenstein, science fiction again. Um we—that's why there's so much versatile stuff under horror um, and of course you get the flip side of that as soon as a horror film actually becomes mainstreamly acceptable it's not a horror film anymore Get Out was a horror film mm. and then it got Academy Award and suddenly it was a psychological thriller mm, yeah so it, it, it's, a, it's
1: a dirty word for a lot of uh academics and academies and, you know, award yeah. shows. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of actors, like we spoke to, to a lot of other actors that kind of, they tr- they use it as a kind of a stepping stone and move away from it quite quickly because it's like, oh, I did it, but it was just to get my name out there, just to get some attention. But now I want to do, you know, highbrow drama and, you know, uh, Downton Abbey. I want to do things like that. This
16: is crazy because horror speaks to our emotions, to our, you know, natural... Um, anxieties it can also be fun it can also be explosive it, it, it just it's one of the most dynamic and varied kind of genres out there and it mm. can do so much um and I, I think we're definitely getting a sense of that people are realizing with things like get out candy man midsummer mm. that horror can be something more but i hate that term elevated horror because a it suggests that normal horror yeah. isn't that. But B, it suggests that somehow horror has changed when actually hmm. you look at the original Canine Man, you look yeah. at the haunting from the 60s. Horror has always been able to tell their stories. It always has.
1: Thank you very right. much for your time. So we're back uh, here wrapping up our final day, sadly. Uh, and triumphantly, really, at uh, GrimFest again. Very long day, lots of hard work, a lot of running around, and and in and out of screens. You know, down. Get, you know, we we'll see a film, run down, and all that sort of stuff. Get set up, and um, but again even though we're tired it's been well worth it it's a good kind of tired it's a good kind of exhausted Um, so yeah we had a big day didn't we Dennis?
4: Yeah it was um, it was it was full on from the minute we got here Mm. Um, as usual I was late Um, (laughs) yeah you had you had a few issues it it seems to be an ongoing I hate being late for things but it seems to be an ongoing thing Mm. at the moment I I blame Manchester Roadworks Petrol. Yeah, uh, luckily um, Dan, the man, was here to set everything up. And, I, was, um, I was, I was, I was here on time. Yeah, I, I, I was oh, that right, much in a rush. Incredible. I left my phone, actually my car's keyless. Your lifeline. I ran off with, with the keys in my pocket, so mm. the car stalled and my wife shouted at me lots. So when I got here, I was a, a little bit, little yeah, a little bit, bit peeved,
1: yeah, a little bit peeved. But you, we bit. brought, we you brought uh, some food for us. You I did. brought, uh, you brought cupcakes for the staff. I did. Who have been again? This is this yeah. is our way of saying thank you, and they've managed to give us a couple of things for uh, for your daughter, for myself, and yep. stuff. It's been great. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our first interview of the day. It was probably one of my favourites. Was with AJ Bowen, oh, AJ. star of Night Drive and co-producer of Night Drive and star of the guest. You're next. Uh, I i trapped the devil you name it like uh, a lot of Ty west stuff house of the devil as well uh, the sacrament uh, he's a real uh, horror aficionado and uh, we got to chat to him and he didn't really want to talk about night drive at all his brand his things he's here to promote he didn't want to talk about it but i love that in a way he was like yeah you can see it sure it's, it's a yeah, thing and it,
4: uh, generally kind of he knows his horror mm, Absolutely. Um, and we were supposed to have him for like five ten minutes uh, thirty minutes later. Absolutely. We're yeah. still talking. I think he would still be here now Absol- if he hadn't yeah.
1: we hadn't screenings and things. He loves to talk about horror and I love to hear yeah, it. He like, I was I you know, I was like, Do you wanna talk about Night Drive? He's like, No, I want to talk about Ted Lasso and I'm like, you go for it. Fine. Whatever you want. I'm I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, he was an absolute blast to speak to and he even even uh <laughs> he even uh, swan dived into another interview did, we had, yeah, having, yeah. which I loved, and he was like, Wait, wait, have you seen that film that we were talking about? Um <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. And his
4: his his like fav- favorite movies kind of aligned with with myself yeah. and Dan's and stuff we've already done on the podcast. So Absolutely, yeah. And we had a chat about them as you'll well. Have,
1: you'll probably have heard this by now, but we just we're just running over it. Um, and then we got to talk to the cast of When the Screaming Starts, a UK based yeah. uh, horror film. Um, you know, and we got they had uh, a little mascot with them, a little VIP, did. Uh, Richard the Stuffed Cat, who was uh, by far actually by far my favorite guest because uh, he you said, just shut him up. He's, "Yeah, he's... just blabbermouth, always oh, on." Going Constantly. mewing all the time uh, but those guys were great it was a bit of a it was a bit of a we've only got two microphones so it was a bit of a higgledy-biggledy uh, but we got we got them all we got all their voices we captured it all um, but they were fantastic lovely guys check, again if this is on streaming any of the films we mentioned check if they're on the streaming platform if you've not been able to see it because they will be available uh, by for- Thursday the 14th as uh, Dennis said yesterday um, but yeah just fantastic stuff again and then we went to see the Pizzagate Massacre yeah which was great which was fantastic another great horror comedy a lot like the Beta Test
4: a kind of a good way to kind of bookend oh the, yeah the, you know because um, like Beta Test was quite funny and this mm. was quite funny this yeah was, and they're kind of more thriller-y uh, yeah, than yeah, horror yeah, yeah. uh, than horror a good. We didn't watch many films there because we've been so busy. We're so busy getting so um, many, and,
1: and the interviews have run longer today as well yeah, because yeah. We, we have a, had a little difficulty getting audience members to be interviewed. But yeah. it is because purely they're just they're sitting down in the screens and they don't want um, to lose their they're seats. Not moving. They are not moving.
4: But then then we interviewed. I would say the the, the most important person. I've oh, absolutely. Um, the director. The director. The, yeah. the, the supreme leader. Mm. The 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 prince of darkness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the warlock, yeah, um, the grandmaster, um, Simeon, yeah,
4: um, and he was lovely as well.
1: He was great, and he talked about again, like the ethos and the again, such a humble guy. And again, it's not, he's made it, he's made this for other people, he's not made it for himself, yeah. he's made it for the fans, for the filmmakers, for the guests,
4: and a really good insight in, into into motion picture, and because he's, yeah. he's a director and a producer, he knows his stuff um talking about you know the problems cinema's got at the moment as it was just
1: really really interesting yeah. as well but a generally really really nice nice really guy yeah and again he's, he's giving up his time and like this is his busiest probably the busiest weekend of his his year and he gave up like 15 20 minutes yeah, yeah, of his time yeah. um what a guy what a guy and the fact that he's allowed us to be a part again of this huge thing is incredible yep. um but this is it. Unfortunately, and yeah. again, we're not here on Sunday. Again, we've got a few things on. I'm doing a, a live stream with someone. You're, you've got family stuff yeah. and other things. I'd and again, be here. I'm, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Screw your family. Who are they? <laughs> who, was, who, who, are they? who are they? What do they want? Um, um, you know. But yeah, it's been it's been. Uh, we're so so grateful. We're, like I don't want to. I, I, I you know I put a really fine full stop on this, but I, I want to. Make people aware how grateful we are to to be a part of this because this was a this is a huge win for us a huge get um, and again it wouldn't have been possible without Dennis and his correspondence with Simeon and you know it has been a little uh, last minute but I think we've excelled and I think we've we've delivered what we and needed to do and we've learned deliver. as well oh absolutely which, 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 which is a good thing yeah, um, yeah it's no, it's not perfect you know all the time and
4: Broomfest have very generously give us some goodies to give away over the next couple of months or so yeah yeah absolutely um, so we. Um, there'll be more about that yeah. later uh, yeah
1: once once we get our hands on those goody goody goodies so uh, we will we will do that and uh, and we'll let you know but yeah it's been great I hope you guys have enjoyed all the podcasts as lo- however long they are I don't know at this point we'll see because <laughs> they're going to be huge maybe some of them um, but yeah it's been great and uh, again I want to thank Dennis I want to thank Simeon I want to thank all the staff all the guests everybody we've interviewed um, any- anybody that's facilitated or helped us in any way the shops as well that I bought stuff from the comic book deal and everybody, I'm going to try and tag as many people as I have. I'm going to find you on social media, but try and find me. That's probably easiest. I've tagged Grimfest and everything. I'm going to keep tagging Grimfest and everything. Um, so please come and find it because it's it's quality stuff, quality content, quality people, quality, 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 and that's all you ever get from us. And then random weird tangents yes, and us going yeah. off the deep end and weird
4: always. And I'd just like to thank um, Sarah, Laura, and uh, Katie. Because their emails were so concise, um, so Clear. easy to read, easy that, correspondence, know, and it was just it was just very very easy to kind of get here basically where we are now. So, yeah. um, a big thank you to them. Yeah. but you know, thank you to all the volunteers. Yeah. who have been very generous with the time. Yeah, as well. Um, yeah, coming over
1: doing doing interviews with us as well, talking about the movies yeah. they've seen. The fans their are, fans have been it. great. They've been yep. you know some of them are a bit nervous on the on being recorded and stuff, but they've 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 yep. you know they got past that and. Getting us some amazing content and a, and stuff.
4: a, a big thank you to um, Simeon obviously yeah. because without him this wouldn't be here So this wouldn't have happened yeah. um, a lot of thank yous and yeah. we're, we're, we're going to go around and you know thank people again yeah, because we feel it necessary but you know Absolutely. cheers guys thanks for listening yeah. thank you